following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, they are your hosts of the PWT cast, Scrub and Stank! Bang, bang, what is up, you guys? Welcome to episode 65 of the PWT cast. My name is Scrump. And this is Stank. Stank, how are you doing today, bud? Oh, man, today was a cold one in Chicagoland. I, I, it was like uh, freezing by me. How about out in Chicago? Uh, it's been pretty cold out here, too. I mentioned yeah. to you earlier, I accidentally fell asleep uh, in our office. There is, yeah. There's a couch that is it's my length, so it's long enough for me to lay down like a little baby. And what tends to happen most nights is, uh, so I, I mentioned er, I mentioned it earlier in the week to a friend of the friends of the show, Eric Zisselman and Paul Jameson, where uh, I'm so I'm back on Tinder for for those of you who who've been wondering, <laughs> and uh, I had some girl I'd been talking to who she she was like oh like hey we should hang out Saturday and I'm like yeah yeah for sure like let's hang out I was like what time are you thinking she was like how how's uh eight thirty nine o'clock sound. I was like, oh, yeah, like that should be fine. I was like, I don't think I'm doing anything in the morning. She's like, no, I meant in the morning. And I was just like, 8.30 to 9 in the morning? I don't even wake up for work that early, you know? Like, yeah. I, I got to be work. I gotta be to work at 10. I wake up at 9.50. And that was, that was before I lived, like, <laughs> 37 steps away from work, you know? Um, yeah. And I was just like, yeah, I was like, listen, I'm like, I have a pretty consistent schedule of most nights, I stay up till about two or three in the morning watching Impractical Jokers, uh, and then I wake up really late. You know, I sleep in past my alarm clocks, but I wake up, and um, that was the, that was the case. And and what I did, you know, I watched the uh, Scream Two. That was the uh, the horror the movie night, my scary movie for the night. And then I just watched Impractical Jokers, and then I woke up in our office, and because our office is connected to the warehouse. That is not insulated, has no heating. Uh, it got pretty cool. So I, I woke up and I was just like, oh, and I just like slumped over to my bed and slept another remaining few hours there. Um, but another like weird experience from, like, as I mentioned, back on Tinder, and I know that's what you guys are all here to to listen to, my, my Tinder stories. Uh, but earlier in the week, I, I had posted something. It was like Sci-Fi Wire. I follow them on Instagram. They posted something about, like, oh, which do you prefer, Pokemon and Digimon? And then kind of just broke it down with, like, the show, the movies, right. the video games, etc. And uh, I posted a thing, and I'm, I've said it many times. I've made my point clear. I was just like, the, the Digimon anime is 52, 54 solid episodes of a beginning, middle, and end. I was like, so it is vastly superior to Pokemon, which is now I'm going on for, I don't know. A hundred years, it's all it feels. Yeah. And there's never been like a consistent story. It's just like, we're going to this town full of happy Pikachus this week. And that's it. You know, like there's never any consequences to anything. So another yeah. another girl that I had met off Tinder responds to that. And she's like, I don't agree with that at all. She's like, I much prefer Pokemon. And I'm like, well, I was like, I, I prefer both. You know, I've got a Pokemon tattoo. I've, I've, I've dedicated most of my childhood playing those Pokemon video games. I was like, I love the both. Just um, in this instance, I disagree that the Digimon show is a lot better. And she was just so vehemently angry. She just like kept trying to argue it with me. And I'm like, 
I don't care. <laughs> you know, it was like one of those things where I was like, I don't care. Stop responding. I eventually just like unf- like unfriended because wasn't wasn't that hot off the bat to begin with the the conversation and like her someone I've never I don't understand being angry at someone for enjoying something more than you do you know like if I told you I if I told you I enjoyed Ninja Turtles 2 more than I enjoyed Ninja Turtles 1 I couldn't see a situation in which you just like were screaming into the heavens and uh you know forsaking my name for it like that's always been a very weird thing Oh, hey, I did want to say, speaking of Pokemon, did you hear uh, the good news about our friend of the show, Johnny? No, what happened? What happened? So uh, so all of you guys know Stupid Michael. Uh, he sponsors the show with M3Toys.com. Um, he got a huge shipment of stuff in, and then he had, he had Johnny help him move it into his office, which is, you know, below our office. And to reward Johnny for s- some hard work done, he said, here, have some packs of basketball cards and Pokemon cards. Well, out of the basketball cards, I can't remember who it was. He he pulls a $100 holographic card. And then out of the Pokemon cards, he pulls out a $1,000 Charizard hologram card. Jesus. Johnny, but coming up all, I don't even know what he's coming up, but it, I mean, pulling a thousand dollar charizard that's great dude hell yeah so so happy for him hey speaking of i went and i picked up my cody chase figure which is also going for about a a thousand dollars um yeah i got like the notification that was just like hey fedex tried to deliver like they'll try again monday and i was like i'd rather just go pick it up at the facility so i went to pick it up and I, i actually uh so it's like very weird because like everyone's in masks now you know and so I yeah. go to pick it up, and the I could tell just from her eyes that like the girl at the FedEx center, she she was she was very cute, yeah. and uh, I think she felt this because she just we sat there just speaking for a bit, just going on or whatever, just talking or whatever, and uh, she's like, oh, you know, we're just talking, blah blah, blah. and she's like, oh, she's like, oh, well, here, let me go get your package or whatever. She's like, oh, here you go, looks at it. She's like, oh, cheapo canvas guys. She's like, oh, is it for some? And I was like, no, no, no. I forgot what she asked if it was. I was like, oh, no, no, it's a toy. And she's like, oh. And then immediately I was like, yeah, 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 it's for like my nephew or something, which I don't know why I said that. Like, because one, I didn't get like the girl's number or anything. Like, I should have, but I'm a coward and again, forgot until I was like driving away. And at that point, I couldn't just go back. I mean, it could have, but again, I'm a coward. Um, But yeah, I was like, I did that weird thing where I was like, oh, no, no, it's not for me as if that was going to be like a deal breaker or something. Right. You know, for this imaginary FedEx girlfriend that I have, but uh hey now now she'll forever be the one that got away. Uh but uh, before we get into this week's news, uh, you mentioned M3 Toys. We should give a huge shout out to the the sponsor of the shows, the aforementioned M3 Toys. Use promo code PWTCAST, get a whole ass 10% off anything on their website including pre-orders. They just got a lot of their NECA figures in, so go check out some of those bad boys. I'm going to be decorating my office with whatever space is left with with some of those uh some of those cool uh NECA back to the future toys as well as uh freelance wrestling the official sponsor of the pwt cast of course we have the cryptic closet uh go on their website use the promo code pwt cast pick yourself up a fanny devito fanny pack because uh winter's coming and you know you can never use you can never not have too many pockets yeah. <laughs> 
I guess is what I'm getting at. And then last but not least, Gorilla Publishing. Uh, check out GorillaPublishingGroup.com. They have a ton of fun books over there. Um, speaking of comic books, Dave, there's uh, there's actually some interesting news as it pertains to comics. Uh, we're usually we talk a little bit more Marvel here, but uh, there yeah. wasn't that much Marvel news to begin with. So I'll get the one the one major piece out of the way, and then before we head into some DC news. But uh, over at Marvel, Shang-Chi is apparently done filming. Uh, that's amazing to me. Yeah, which is crazy because like they didn't ever really announce much of a cast. Like, If you go on IMDb, like, there's only a handful of people that they announced. But um, yeah, according to, I believe it was Charles Murphy uh, or, James, or Jeremy Conrad, one of the two the, uh, Twitter reporters that I follow, um, they had been filming a lot of it to begin with and they you know when the pandemic hit they only had a little bit to finish up so they they wrapped up what they needed to and yeah man it's it's on its way which is again super exciting like from what we've heard about what shang chi is supposed to be it sounds it's pretty, pretty fucking cool yeah i'm pretty excited for it too plus it's it'll be like the first time i mean almost every fighting in every movie including marvel movies is like martial arts fighting mm-hmm. but uh, it's kind of see something that, uh, and here's the other thing too, when it comes to the history of Marvel comics, their portrayal of, uh, Chinese Japanese characters has always been very, we'll say problematic for the times now. So it'll be interesting to see how everything is done and portrayed. I'm sure that they're going to approach it with a certain level of sensitivity, but now, you know, we know better as people and as filmmakers. And so, you know, they'll, probably be incorporating some historical Chinese stuff in, in a new lens. So, it, you know, from, from what we heard from friend of the show, Kevin F mm-hmm. uh, should be pretty good. Yeah. Hey, speaking of friends of the show, b- before we get into the DC news, a quick, a huge shout out to a uh, friend of the show, Joe Enriquez, metal Joe, hot topic, Joe, yes. this man celebrated his 20 and 20 year anniversary at hot topic. And if you haven't already heard the episodes with him, go back and listen to them. We did two with him. One cool dude. Yeah. One, yeah. one here at the shop here in the warehouse, uh, in the sweltering heat back when we used to just record in the warehouse. And then another one on the Jericho cruise, which also features cameos from his girlfriend, Rachel, um and yeah awesome like this man literally started at the bottom and is now at the proverbial top of the food chain over at hot topic mm-hmm. so huge shout out to him we, we love him uh he and rachel sent me a very nice halloween uh card earlier in the week and uh i miss him miss them both yeah but yeah we, yeah we're, we always have a lot of fun and uh, he posted it as like a little image commemorating his uh his anniversary, a picture of a, a Funko Pop of Steve Aoki that looks exactly like him. Oh, oh yeah. So, for those really you guys who have not seen him, man looks just like Steve Aoki. It's, it's strange. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so I, I mentioned this DC news. We Some people heard of the news earlier in the week of uh, Jared Leto reprising his role as the Joker. I think we've talked about it before on here. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't the biggest fan of the Jared, the Jared Leto Joker that we got. And yeah. I don't fully put that on him because they just, they didn't give him much. Like at the end of the day, however, however you feel about it, whatever the case may be, whatever. But like right. they didn't give him much to work with. Like he talked about how in that suicide squad movie, they cut out a lot of what he actually did. 
he was shocked at how little of him was in the movie. Exactly. And how much of that marketing was based around him? Like I was, I was under the impression that task force X is going to go break him out of jail based on those trailers. <laughs> and that was not the case at all. So he's getting another bite at the apple. I know everyone's like up in arms. Give him another shot. Like it, what if worst case scenario, it sucks and we're just like, okay, well, hey, it's a good thing. It is that, what it is. It, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a, it is what it is. It's a good thing that this is the end of that. Fine. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. To me, so the, famously there was reported that he did a bunch of antics in character behind the cameras to a bunch of his castmates in mm-hmm. the spirit of the Joker that came off kind of douchey. Um, I, th- I think reports of that kind of helped color the way people saw him on screen. I think the character came off douchey as well. Um, but I'm sure he's been sitting here for like well over a year hearing the criticisms, criticisms of his character. And it's got to be hard because when you think of like every Joker that's been portrayed on screen, nothing but praise. You got Mark Hamill's Joker, Jack Nicholson, Heath Ledger. Joaquin Phoenix, and he's the he's the one, you know, sore point when it comes to Joker characterization. So hopefully he he takes that and maybe tweaks his performance a little bit and really views this as the second chance that he never really would have got without the Snyder cut. So yeah, I like, listen. He he's he's a really good actor. You know, yeah, I you, love him. Feel how you feel about him personally. I think he's a great actor. I love him in almost everything that he's in. Like yeah, I, I believe he's won an Oscar, like for I think it was Dallas Buyers Club, maybe. Um, yeah, but yeah, Requiem for a Dream, one of my favorite, so good. top five favorite movies. Dude, I was just so. I was just watching that earlier. Uh, it's not a horror movie, but it's pretty fucking scary. Like that movie is for sure yeah. the reason why I've stayed away from drugs mm-hmm. my entire life. You know? Um, yeah, but I would say that, that should be like required viewing for teenagers. Oh, for sure. Like, it, that yeah. works. But um, along from Jared Leto, there was a little bit more quieter just because, I guess, Jared Leto took up most of the, the space. But Deathstroke, uh, Joe yes. Manganiello, his Deathstroke also coming back. Like, listen, and hey, hey at this point, this Snyder Cut's going to have a bunch of new footage. It's going to have more new footage. <laughs> yeah, this isn't a cut anymore. It's, yeah. a new, it's a new retelling of the Justice League. Which, hey, that's fine. Like, again, people are complaining about that. Like, why not? Why yeah. not? Like, I, like, I heard something that was just like, oh, like, the toxic fan base getting what they want. Like, why is it a toxic fan base? Be- like, you know, like, it's, they one, did. it's because, like, because the people paying with their fucking wallets, you know, like, speaking with their wallets don't like the product that was put out. If the company is saying, like, okay, hey, we'll, you know, give us some more money and we'll put in some money to maybe give you something that you do like, like that's yeah. fine. Like go ahead and do that. I, I don't know, man. It's just very weird. People are very weird. I, I've never, I've never understood like people getting upset at, uh, people wanting yeah. a Snyder cut again. Like, it's well, just... it, yeah. Well, and here's the other thing too. It's not like it's some random movie. Like, uh, if some people demanded a recut of, we'll say black widow, uh, cause they didn't like what they saw. Marvel could say fuck off (laughs) but this is the Justice League like this is literally like one of the biggest things DC could do on film featuring some of the biggest characters so like 
they got it wrong the first time, maybe this sets a precedent where if a, a movie gets shitty, they make it right. I mean, can't be bad, right? It gives people jobs and uh, gives fans more of what they want. Yeah, they're they're also not saying give us give us another cut of Jurassic Park or Back to the Future. Like, yeah, it it's like you mentioned a movie that did not do well. It was pretty much universally slammed, and who cares at this point? It's like especially with them moving forward, let them redo this. Who's yeah. it gonna hurt? You know, people are gonna people are gonna pay for it. So what does it matter? Yeah. And, um, and if it if it tanks, then lesson learned. Exactly. It, it, at least this is an interesting experiment. And like, whenever you get Hollywood and big media companies listening to their fans and saying, "Okay, we messed up. Let's do it right," you, you can never go wrong with that. So exactly. Uh, speaking of interesting experiments, there's been one over here at the PWT Cast where, for the last few weeks, we've brought you uh, Halloween movie reviews. We yes. did one with uh, marvelous Matt Nix. Uh, reviewing House of a Thousand Corpses. We did one with Marty DeRosa reviewing The Shining. We just put one out this Saturday with uh, Wes Allen talking about Hereditary, which one of my favorite reviews that we've done, period. Yeah, like that was fun. Yeah, it was so much fun. And then this Saturday, our last one will be coming out with friend of the show, Vinny. And looking forward to that because we'll be talking Idle Hands. Uh, the whole inception for this really was just I wanted to get on a podcast and talk Idle Hands with Vinny. Um, but I'm happy with the ones you've put out. Like if you guys have been enjoying them, let us know because talking movies, movie reviews is definitely something Dave and I are like having such a blast with that. Yeah. We like to pontificate about movies a lot. Exactly. I, de- I definitely felt like, like if you and Wes just, you know, spinning these beautiful tales <laughs> of how you guys felt. And I'm just like, yeah. And then her head pops off. That's fucked up, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, go ahead and check those out. Like they've been, they've been super fun. And again, we have a the last one for last one for a while. Uh, maybe we'll be coming out this Saturday. But um, dude, this weekend, I'm I'm really excited. Well, we'll get into this week's interview. But I just quickly, I need to talk about this. This Friday, I am going to movies. Uh, yes. Myself, the aforementioned Vinny, uh, Julio, friend of the show, and Juan, friend of the show. Uh, we will be going to the movies pop up. Uh, here in, in Chicago, and I'm so excited. Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes are going to be there Friday. I don't know what time. Like they just they said they would be there. Um, yeah. But also Saturday, they're going to be there from nine to ten p.m. in Halloween costumes. I just assume it's they're they're going to be there just as Jay and Bob. <laughs> it makes sense, you know, for them yeah. to to show up as them. Um, but I'm going that day as well because. I mean, why not? They're going to be there. I Listen, right now, for those of you guys asking, I I am going to bring my podcast equipment, try and finesse a podcast with them. I'm, I'm throwing it out to the universe. I will, I mean, throwing it out there. I will get a, another interview with them. All right. Um, God, I'm going to be so disappointed next week and it doesn't happen. But no, I'm throwing it out there in the universe. All, the, all you guys, I need you guys to send me your PMA and. Let's all yep. put that out into the universe, you know. You're just uh, gonna be shouting, "Notice me, Senpai! Notice yeah. me!" Well, hey, this this episode is actually the one year anniversary of the Kevin Smith episode. It's How been, crazy is that? It's been a full calendar year, uh, and then Sunday uh, we'll be checking out the um, the him and Jason Muse are doing a live uh, rendition of Jane Silent Bob Get Old up near McHenry. 
uh, Illinois, and I'll be going to that as well. So it'll be a weekend full of Kevin Smith, um, which we're at some point in there we'll have to squeeze in. So Dave and I originally wanted to do a Halloween episode for this specific week, um, but with Halloween not being until Saturday, and with it being the first like COVID Halloween, we figured we should probably wait to at least Sunday to record to kind of just talk about it. So next week's episode will be just more of a Halloween episode with us kind of discussing uh, past Halloween, some of our favorite things that have happened, you know, in the past, yeah. as well as like our first COVID Halloween. Um, and I'll probably talk about how I've podcasted with Kevin Smith and etc. Or listen, much like that, much much like last year, episode thirteen was advertised as Hornswoggle, and it got pushed to episode 14 because episode 13 was kevin smith in the event that uh i record a podcast with kevin smith uh next week's episode will be kevin smith uh (laughs) yeah we'll get a late halloween episode (laughs) yeah but yeah right uh but more than likely it'll be a halloween episode so uh looking forward to that um but really looking forward to you guys hearing this week's episode we got to sit down with og friend of the show trevor outlaw trevor is like our biggest supporter man there's yeah. there's never a time where he's not retweeting, reposting, talking about an episode. Um, you know, we love Trevor here, and it was really fun getting to sit down and talk with him because and it was something that I wasn't aware of until he pointed out. But we basically started both, you know, his wrestling career and our podcast careers at the same time. Yeah. So to kind of see where the both of us have come uh, and grown, it's it's pretty awesome. You know, I'm I'm a huge Trevor Outlaw fan. He's such a great friend. Where I, I, you know, speaking for myself and Dave, we're pretty lucky to have him. Not just like as a supporter, but as a friend. Because again, like good, honest people are very hard to come by these days. Um, yeah. And luckily, you know, Trevor is someone who is as authentic as can be. Uh, you know, he wears his heart on his sleeve, and the man would give an arm and a leg for his friend of him at like. Uh, you know, helping them, making them feel better. Uh, and this was a really fun episode that we recorded with them. We kind of went all over the place, uh, but I had fun. Yeah, and it, it, was, it was a long time coming too, because like, we've always kind of, I mean, since the beginning, we're like, Oh, we should, we should, uh, interview Trevor. And then, you know, things happen and, you know, but he got, he got a little bit of time under his belt and, uh, it was a really fun interview with him. Yeah, super fun. Um, so without any further ado, you guys, let's go ahead and get into this week's episode with the one and only Trevor Outlaw. The way you make friends is, it's interesting. There's different ways that, like, friendships are spawned. For instance, Dave and I's friendship, I mean, mostly spawns from the fact that we work together. Yeah. Like, it's it's hard not to be friends with someone who you have, like, a lot of in common with. Yeah. And usually, like, especially when we first started working, everyone was like, oh, Stank looks like Frank and Berto put together because we both had the little, uh, little top knot, little top knot yeah. going on. Um, but, like, I don't know. There's other friends. Like, my best friend Ivan, for instance, uh, my cousin Elisa's fiance. He and I, our whole friendship is both predicated on in the summer between fifth and sixth grade. Neither of us wanted to hang out with this one kid named Emilio who lived down the block. He's super annoying. Just like mama's boy, the worst. Like think of that annoying kid that you guys grew up with. And he was, that was him. So I'm on my front porch, just, I don't know, doing whatever the fuck I was doing because there was no such thing as like iPads. 
and uh i see ivan walk by and i'm like oh shit i'm like hey what's up because we hadn't had a class together yet like i knew who he was though he was the he was a cool skateboarding kid with the mushroom haircut and so i'm like oh hey what's up and basically both of us agreed that we didn't want to hang out with emilio so we just started we just started hanging out with each other out of spite and neither of us hung out with emilio much afterwards uh but there's yeah everyone has a fun story you know of how they met someone like that this week's guest i've talked about how i've how i've met him i don't know since the beginning like very early on yeah. in the early episodes and that was i went down to the warehouse and this was before we had this specific building when the wrestling school was in the exact same warehouse that we the freelance wrestling academy was in the exact same warehouse in which we do crates and basically what it was is i went down there for i don't know i was down there and i saw isaiah izzy uh the ace of freelance wrestling and so i walk over there i'm talking to him and some kid one of the students goes oh hey what's up you're scrump right i just listened to your podcast and that was very early on. It was maybe episode. It was maybe episode one yeah. or zero. No, it, it was the zero, pilot. The yeah. pilot episode. So this person was the very first person to be like, "Hey, I listen to your show. I like it." And but, by default, like I remember going over to you and I was like, "Stink." Yeah, we're like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, I was like, "We have a fan." So by default, I was like, "This person is my favorite person." Yeah. And through just this podcast, like we've made a lot of friends, but this guy in particular, like he's. He's like our number one support. We have a lot of people that support us. You know, your Jesse Kohlenbergs, uh, your Drugs Delaney's, mm-hmm. a lot of people. But this guy's always tweeting, always posting. He's like the first in line. He wore our he wore one of our t-shirts in his wrestling matches. Like we were there for his uh his debut mm-hmm. dark match. Uh I mean, we we love him here at the PWT cast. Uh he made a he made an impact uh the collective weekend and we'll get into that but i guess shit without any further ado uh ladies and gentlemen the one the only trevor outlaw trevor how you doing i'm doing pretty good holy shit that was an incredible introduction <laughs> well it's everything that i dreamed of <laughs> well i always try to like and i talked about it on i don't know i've been rec- i've recorded god knows how many podcasts this last like this last two weeks a lot of them um but with always like the intros and like when so like when we interviewed Daphne, I remember Stank was like, "I have this like long intro that I want to do for her," and it's like, "Yeah, go for it," because normally I just like I just start doing these intros for people, and it's always like when Kevin Smith does his, he'll go on these long diatribes mm-hmm. about whoever it is, and I try to do the exact same thing by just like, "All right, let's see how long I can go, how much I can say," and sometimes it like we had we had frank on last week and i tried to go on about him but it's like he's right here in the room looking at me so i'm just like it's weird yeah it's weird it's easier when it's someone through the phone but i mean even with you like this is genuinely how we feel because you have from like day one literally it was episode zero day one have been like such a huge supporter of us and i i gotta ask the question how did you find the podcast i think and it all kind of it all kind of ties together here in the in the uh, the PWT universe. Uh, I was listening to something from Post Wrestling. Mm-hmm. I, it was probably one of the, like the raw reviews or something like that. And uh, I just started following a bunch of different like wrestling podcasts. And then I saw the logo for your so it, it had to be like right after episode zero dropped. Um, and I was like, oh shit, that looks like the Pro Wrestling Tees logo. Like I was able to you know correlate that too. Uh, and then I started listening to it. and I was like, oh shit, like. This is pretty cool. I'm like, I liked the idea that like 
kind of getting like the inside sneak peek of what everybody does and seeing what it's grown to from what you guys initially started it as is really cool. Um, especially like in your intro, you were talking about like how you guys have seen me since my first match to now. It's it's cool that like I think I've only been training for like a few weeks at that point too when we met. So it's like it's cool to see that like we've kind of started what we're doing around the same time. Mm-hmm. Like we've grown with each other. Like all of us are growing in our own crafts and like we've become better friends through that time too. So it's I don't know. It's really cool to me. Well, definitely. Like yeah, we kind of both like did start around the same time and like it it is kind of like weird looking back because I'll have like, I'll have people who talk to us about like, Oh yeah, I went back and listened to some of your older episodes and they're good. Like I'm, I'm proud of every episode we've yeah. done. I, I love every single one. It's after every single episode we record, I look at David and I'm like, that was amazing. Like <laughs> there was one and I'll, I'll tell you, I, I won't mention it on it, but there was one that I was just like, Oh man, I'm like, I thought that was going to be more fun. Not that the person wasn't like into it. It just, for whatever reason like we were all into the same stuff but for whatever reason it just didn't seem to click yeah which was fine it's whatever but like after every episode i'm like wow like that was amazing and like recently this this saturday we dropped the the hereditary episode with wes and as soon as we finished recording that one like it was both it was like in unison me and stank looked at each other and just started sucking our own dicks we're like (laughs) we're like we're really good at movies yeah we're like we're really good at movies but i imagine it's probably the same with you where you look back at some of your your older matches and you're just like why did i do that why did you know like little things like why did i wear that gear or why did i do that move because it's very much the same with us where we like i'll listen to older cringe a little bit i'm just like i'm I'm always cringing at everything even my even my most recent match like i i've been getting a lot of really good feedback that it was one of if not my best match yet and i look at it i'm like oh god i suck this sucks so how long have you been wrestling then i started training last june and i had my first match last november so pretty quick debut time for me um i am very fortunate that i've gotten like i you know my my year anniversary is coming up on the 21st of next month um so i'm very fortunate i've gotten to wrestle in a lot of really cool places in such a short period of time but I mean, I I recently watched that first match back that I had. I didn't even have my own boots. I was wearing fucking Castro's kick pads. Like, <laughs> so to see that and like just going out there and like trying to win the crowd over, but not knowing what I'm doing to like seeing the progression of just like Trevor Outlaw not giving a fuck about anybody and just pissed off all the time. It's uh, it's it's weird to see. It's weird to see that 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 change because like. You don't notice it at first until you like take a step back, right? Mm-hmm. And like take a look at like some of your earlier stuff. Like I, I went back, uh, I went back and listened to like your Kevin Smith episode again because like obviously you talk about it a lot and like that was like one of your very early episodes and like it was still really good. But like to see like how like you guys have just nailed down like your guys' structure to how you guys do things, mm-hmm. like the flow of your conversations, like it's really cool to see all that. See, I and I don't know so. I would almost compare like that Kevin Smith interview to like maybe how you would have felt your first match because like going into that interview, they were like, you have this, you have five minutes, right. which I stretched it to about 15 because I've listened to enough Kevin Smith and now just get you the guy, doing. just get yeah. him talking. But like, I imagine with your first match, they were like, Hey, you have X amount of time. And in your head, you're like, I got to get everything in like all my shit in, in those like <laughs> yeah. few minutes. Right. Yeah. That's what I initially thought it was like, um, I, I was so dead set on hitting a buckshot lariat. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it it worked. I mean, I, I had a match not too long after that that I uh, 
I didn't land it. So I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to take this out of my arsenal. But um, I feel like for me, my like Kevin Smith podcast moment would probably be my match with Isaiah last month. Because like he's been uh, him and Bryce both are, are dream matches of mine. But Isaiah in particular, because I've spent so much more time with him to be able to have that match with him this early on in my career. I'm like, oh, man, like, all right, well, I can retire now. Like I've done what mm-hmm. I wanted. I've partially done what I wanted to do. So. Stink, do you have that feeling at all too? And you look back some of your like older designs, because I because you've been you've been a graphic designer for longer than you've been working here at Pro Wrestling Tees. So is that like a thing too, where you'll go back and like? Because I know I remember you mentioned you did a, a design that uh, JDF Jason David Frank that he was like fond of. It was like a, a Power Ranger design. Do you go back and look at that stuff compared to like the what you do now and just like oh what was I thinking? Well, I'll tell you, it's weird like. Straight out of high school, I, I kind of always wanted to be a shirt designer, but I wanted to be like uh, like the shirts that you see at Spencer's, like all the double entendre innuendo, like mm-hmm. the steel erection company. It's like a, it's a big boner joke. <laughs> and so, but that's because like, you know, in 99, that's what was popular. You'd go and you'd go into Gadzooks or Spencer's or wherever, and it would just be like big Johnson shirts. And I was like, oh, that'd be funny. I can, I can make dirty jokes. So, um when I look back at some of the stuff I have saved in my folder, I'm like, ooh, that's really, like, cringy, you know, especially in today's climate. Like, some of that stuff's not uh, apropos. Um, and then, like, it was actually, I had a thing with Karima yesterday where she was like, hey, uh, we need to do a flyer for one-hour tease. Ryan hates my flyers, and he says he loves yours. Can you design it, and I'll submit it, and I'll see if he knows the difference? And I was like, well, yeah, he'll, like... I can look at something I design. I know exactly because like there's a certain set of fonts I use and like you've got your structure down. Yeah, right? and I, I could tell like through the ages what what fonts I favored and shit like that. So, um, but yeah, there, there's stuff that I've learned along the way, and there's, there's stuff I've tried to imitate as you know a young designer that I just didn't nail. But like at the time, I'm like, oh man, this is so good. So yeah, I, I definitely get that. Um, but like I was gonna say for. For Trevor, the thing I like most is like you're you're pretty young in your wrestling career, but you've taken that leap to like I'm gonna do like little vignettes, yeah, on my social media, and they're good. Thank you, thank you. And I think a lot of times, like the trap that like a lot of young wrestlers fall into is moves, 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 mm-hmm. and like we just talk, I gotta get my shit in, I gotta I gotta do the buckshot lariat, yeah. And a lot of times, the thing that gets your fans going is like, oh, I, I. I know this character and like you're, you're doing a lot of that. And I, I'm, I was really glad to see when you were starting to do some of that stuff and you know, your camera guy's like, what a dickhead, you know? And it, like, oh, I have a blast with my cameraman. That's my roommate. So he's, yeah. uh, I'm, I, I hope that one day I can get it over enough to where I can just like have him come with me everywhere. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like bring Kyle in. Like yeah. he's got a bolo tie. He knows how to work the camera. He's probably going to talk some shit back. So like, yeah. gotta, gotta throw him in there. Well, I'll say, and like, cause I'll talk about this. So yesterday, um, I was, I was eavesdropping on the class. It, it, it and again, cause I walked into my office to grab something and I just, I heard what it seemed just like you guys were having like, kind of like a big, like, uh, just like discussion mm-hmm. about like what you guys liked about the class and what everyone could work on and stuff. And I heard, a. A, 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 I won't mention who it was, but there's a wrestler who wrestles on TV and has been wrestling on TV for a while. And they had some pretty complimentary things to say about you and how like you very much know your character. Mm-hmm. 
and how like that that is a good thing because like Dave said, there's you can go to any indie show and there's guys who are going to be hitting six thirty Phoenix splashes yeah. and Canadian destroyers, and they're incredible. Sorry, they're incredible moves, but there's like. There's definitely like a pool of moves that everyone uses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know they, what I mean? They might even pull a Davy Bang and hit a lion salt for no reason. Yeah. I yeah. know he's gonna hear this and be pissed <laughs> about that. So I had to I had to throw some shade. But that's in there. the thing though. It's like <laughs> what I like what I like about the freelance students, and it isn't just talking because like we know most of them and stuff like that, it's that I feel like everyone has their own character. Like you mentioned Davy Bang. Like you look at the guy and he just looks different than most other dudes out there. Yeah. And I think, I think it's a really good thing that a lot of you, like a lot of you guys, seem to be really creative. Because again, I follow most of you guys. I'm friends with most of you guys, so I see the things you post. And like one week, this will kind of be your gimmick, and then like you, you like I slowly see things that are changing and incorporating different mm-hmm. things. And it's like, okay, cool. That that definitely seems to like mesh a lot better. But I mean, and again, and I'm again, I'm biased because it's you, but. Like I very, I very much think you're like at the top of the class as far as thank you. You know, like there, there's other people who are like wrestling AEW dark and stuff, and that's yeah. fine because, like, I don't, I don't think, and at least I don't see it from you that you're someone who's like oh, I need to, I, I need, I need to be wrestling, right. you know, for for Impact and WWE and AEW right now. And what am I doing wrong? Like you very much seem like a student of the game who's like, all right, I, I very much have A down. Now let me get B, and then eventually to C because. Mm-hmm. Like we mentioned, you've got the character down, and you know you, you got some new, some new fancy gear. Yeah, and shout out to Forza for that. Yeah, but like I, I very much like that about you. That thank you. you. It, it, you can tell that you're not just like doing it for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, but very much doing it because it's something you're passionate about. It's it's one of those things that like I've always enjoyed wrestling. Um, I you know everybody has that moment that like they specifically remember what got them into it as a kid. I just remember you know just being like a little jackass with ADHD just jumping around on the couch because Steve Austin was doing stuff. Um, and then when I started wrestling, it was the, the biggest thing, I guess the hardest pill for me to swallow was, was being very aware of what my strengths and my weaknesses are. Mm-hmm. Um, and having some of those first matches that I had, like I definitely think in, sometimes I think I might've debuted a little too early, but then in other times I'm kind of glad that I almost got thrown to the wolves a little bit where mm-hmm. it was like, you learn your basics, but you don't know go out there and figure it out because um, I'm very much a visual and like situational learner. So being in predicaments like that kind of gave me that like light bulb moment where I just have to be aware of like what I can do and what I can't do. And there's a, like you guys are saying, like there's a million guys on the indies that can hit six thirties. That's fucking awesome. And I'm not going to knock anybody for any style that they do because ultimately like I respect anybody that gets in that ring and mm-hmm. takes a bump, anybody that's involved with wrestling to any capacity. So it's like, everyone there there's it really is a buffet there's something for everyone and for me i feel like i've had the most success and i'm able to put everything together by investing more in this character and and investing more in this you know unfiltered version of myself where it's it's i definitely feel like i kind of live a double life sometimes Mm -hmm. because it's you know when I'm with my friends and stuff like that. Like you guys know me. Like I'm never gonna like shit on you guys. Like, yeah, you're, that's the, that's the thing. you're so nice in real life, and but you play the rude character so well. It's it's one of those things that like, and I'm very old school with like where my loyalties lie. To so if anything, I guess this is in character because like you guys are some of my close friends. So yeah. like this is how Trevor Outlaw would be to you guys, right? In the ring or out of the ring, everybody else you could piss off. But <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's fun, man. Like I just go out there and I just like 
let go because it's when I'm out there and when I have my opportunity to perform, that's when I'm supposed to be like, I'm number one, I'm on top. Mm -hmm. Like nobody, nobody can, nobody can beat what I'm doing because that's when you're supposed to be. But then when you get behind the curtain, it's like, there's so many like inflated egos and everyone's like trying to get these spots. And like you said, like I would love to wrestle at any of these, you know, these bigger places. And eventually I don't know what my end goal to where I want to be in wrestling is. I have, um, long-term goals for where I'm at right now. But for me, it's, it's definitely like being a student in the game and it's all about the journey because I'm very lucky that Isaiah and Bryce drilled it into me early on. Like don't ever expect anything from this business. And that's when the good opportunities come because you know, I'm at the end of the day, like no matter how many matches I'm having or not, like I get to live my dreams. Mm -hmm. Like, and I've met some of my best friends in life in the ring, out of the ring. Like I, I look at the friendships with you guys, for example, too. Like if it wasn't for freelance and, and PWT and all of that, like I wouldn't have those things. So um, it's cool because I'm at that like middle age with wrestling where it's like all the young kids that like have all the life lessons to learn. Mm -hmm. And then it's all the vets that are like, oh, been there, done that. So I'm like at that middle ground where I can kind of relate to both sides. So I almost feel like I have a little bit of an advantage because there are, you know, I'm, I'm picking their brains and I'm like, look, like I want to get better. Like I just want to be able to fine tune these things. And they're, you know, they'll tell me the same thing. Stay away from the flips, stay away from the dives. There's a million other people that can do mm -hmm. it. If you can do something that other people can't, and if you're bringing something different to the table, like really sink your teeth into that. So that's what I've been trying to do. Well, I also like, I also feel comfortable enough to say like, you've got a very strong work ethic. Like we, we would go to the freelance shows all the time and you would always be one of the first people there. Mm -hmm. You'd always be one of the last people out. Like you're always helping everywhere. Like it was almost one of those things where it's like, oh, have you seen Trevor? It's like, no, I think, oh, he's down there helping with the merge or, oh, he's down there helping with this or they needed an extra body. So he's doing that. Like you're always, and I've heard you talk about how like other wrestlers have come up to you and been like, oh, hey, like, are you wrestling? And you're like, nope, I'm just helping out. And like, they're like, oh yeah, you know, you, we need to get you on the show next time. And you're always much more concerned with like, yeah, that'd be cool. But like, I'm. I'm going to be here to, to help out because a lot of the shows like you're not booked on, but you still want to go out and help. And definitely like, that speaks to your work ethic because like, I, I know people who are like, who will hit up Nick, Matt Nick's and be like, Oh, like, um, how come I'm not booked and stuff? And it's like, well, you're not there to set up. You're not there to break down. You kind of just show up and walk around the locker room. And then like, well, and, and a big part of that too, and it's really big in wrestling culture is like paying your dues. Yeah, like you you hear a lot of the veterans saying, "Oh, you didn't pay your dues," and like just having that spirit of, "Yeah, I'm here. I want to help," even though you know I may not be in a match. Me helping benefits everyone else, and I think people see that. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? They see that you're there when you're not needed, and they can definitely see the people that aren't there when they are needed. Well, that's even like. That's probably even how you got to work with us, because during during that pandemic, mm -hmm. you were like you were part time with us, basically yeah. is what it was, and it was always like any time you would come by, you'd be like, hey, if you guys need help with anything, if you guys need help with crate, like I remember there was one time that I needed help with something, I forgot what it was, and I went over to like when you guys were training, and I was like, hey, can I borrow one person? And everybody like jumped out of the ring, like, yeah, what do you need? What do you need? What do you need? I was like. Oh man, I just, I just, I just needed Trevor really quick. I just needed the one person. Um, but like, yeah, like you would always be like, "Hey, do you need help?" And 
you came down there and, and you helped us. You know, you were doing shoes for a bit. You're doing transfers for a bit. But like anywhere that we needed you, it was just like, all right, this is how you do, you know, A, B, and C. And like you're you're just always willing to help. And you were humble about it. And yeah, you were you definitely like humble about it. And again, it's also probably like with wrestling, something that you wanted to do, something that you liked. So you were very much not half-assing it. And like that goes a long way because like I'll say it, like Ryan off the bat was like, oh, I like that guy. And you don't get that very often. Yeah, yeah you he don't. Doesn't, he doesn't show. I, he smiled at me once, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Well, he smiled and he knew <laughs> your name. So yeah, I was yeah. I was the most shook when I when he knew my name. I was like, "Oh damn!" Yeah. Like That's I'm either I'm either in a lot of trouble or like I might be doing something right. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. Going off of what you said, I mean, honestly, for me, I think part of it just has to do with the fact that I have ADD, so I like to stay busy. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing with it too is that you know the you get what you put in to anything in life, and I, I sincerely believe that like if I'm available to help my friends, and you know, I've 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 not aside from business, like I've grown personal relationships with all of these people, and I think it's very hard for people to be able to balance the two, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's something with years of just sales experience and just in general, like that's a skill that I've picked up that I'm very grateful that I have because I. I'm always if I, like I said if I can help somebody out like I'm always going to be there to do it because it's not about personal gain for me and like I, I like taking all of those things out of it like I actually I'm getting so much in return from it I'm I'm creating b- better relationships I'm having better times and it's you know I these days can be long at some of these shows but like honestly I feel like pretty much all of the bookings that I've gotten um, and shows that I have coming up are pretty much all merit based based off of they're like hey like we're seeing you work hard like we want to give you a shot and it's it's kind of like a double-edged sword for me because for me, I'm like, wow, it's, it, it feels good to know that like someone sees that I have a hard work ethic and sees that I'm, that I'm, I'm putting these, this time in because, um, I, like I, I know I keep going back to the old school thing, but like, I very much take pride in like being a good worker. I've never wanted, I never want to be lazy. Like I don't, I don't know. I just, I never would want to be someone to let somebody down if I, if I don't have to, you know? Right. Um, and, and, you know, with that, like all of these good opportunities are coming and I, that's, I, I'm to the point now where I kind of see that like some of my younger friends in wrestling as well are like seeing that and I've kind of getting like shoved into that like leadership role with them. So I'm like, it's something that I didn't necessarily want, but if I have some piece of knowledge that I can in any way or, or any hand that I can lend, I'm going to pay that forward because other people have been doing that for me. And I'm sure when the time comes, like they'll continue to do so. And it's, it's. It's one of those things that, you know, I just want to keep growing off of that and keep keep learning, keep building better relationships because, like, I've never been happier in my life than I have since I've started doing this and the people that I've met. Like, I, I can honestly say that. I know there's so many horror stories in wrestling of these people that you meet, but, like, I haven't really met any shitheads. So, I'm, you know, knock on wood, I'm, I'm lucky right now. But Well, that's the nice thing about freelance. Like, not just the academy, but, like, the promotion is, like... Oh, yeah. And, and we've often said it like if if uh, if Nick says this guy's a good guy, we should talk to him. He's never failed us, and that's because he surrounds himself with good people. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, and so that's why like we love freelance so much. It's yeah because even the students like I talk yeah. about. I remember like almost every show when Dave and I would show up and be, I would be, we'd be like, hey Nick, you know, can we get some chairs? There'd be an army of it would, people, and it would. You know what? <laughs> I, I'll give credit to to him. I, I I don't know if he's listening to this, but I'll give credit to him, Angel. Yeah, Angel. Yeah. He would always always he'd see us. He'd be like, "Hey, do you guys need help?" You know, and always the point would, where I'd feel bad. Yeah, we'd be like, "No, it's okay." He's like, "No, no, it's okay." He'd like grab 
10 chairs yeah. with, with his like, arms oh, we need one each yeah we're like it's fine but no like there's He's a thing a that kid. that you that you said that like you know you do and i do but it's kind of like uh taking people under your wing and helping them as much as you can like yeah. i do that with like I, I do that all the time with the the younger people that work, you know, like like uh, Mark and Abraham. Mark's, Mark's a prime example. Exactly. <laughs> like I will, like you mentioned, I was I was just kind of same thing, like thrown in thrown into the fire. Like Zisselman had my job, and then he got fired from it that day. <laughs> or just Ryan was like, I never want this guy to do that, and looked at me. He's like, Can you put t-shirts in a box? And I was like, uh, Yeah. He's like, All right, now you're doing this, and I was like okay fantastic and just from having been there so long like being under the learning tree from frank like there's things i've learned you know like a lot of times it's like it's such like a weird place to work at pro wrestling tees oh yeah because it's as much of like a professional environment as we are it almost it's like we're in a weird place right now where it's like still the wild west it's still a small company mm-hmm but not really anymore. Like you still have, yeah, like you have people that work there still that are still there. They're of that old. Yeah. They're of that. And not like I'm one of those people now, which is fucked up. You know, it's weird when that time flies by and you're like, Oh shit. Like I'm the old man on the hill. Exactly. But like, and I've been around, I've seen the good employees come. I've seen the bad ones leave. And so I've kind of just picked up on what works and what doesn't. And you can normally tell right away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Normally all the time. And so that's why I always kind of go out of my way where, you know, like I'll see someone that comes in and I'm just like, okay, you know, like I, like I mentioned Abraham, I'm only mentioned cause I know he listens, uh, but like Abraham, he came in, he was just one of Johnny's friends, Johnny, same thing, Johnny hard worker wanted I to come Johnny. in when he, when Johnny started, we had a, we had a really bad printer that she was gone almost like a month into getting <laughs> the job, but like she kept fucking up and was putting the blame on Johnny. And Johnny, he was new. He had just started and he didn't want to speak out. He's like, I, I know I'm not messing these things up. He's like, but I just, I don't want to ruffle any feathers. And I was like, dude, like, if there's any situation that. like this, I'm like, come to me about it. Because, you know, come to me and I'll go to Frank. Because, like, ra- I, like I told him, I was like, I'd rather she be mad at you than he be mad at you. Right, because you exactly. don't want Frank mad, you know, like the guy deals with so much shit on a daily basis. I'm like, you, you don't want any of that. Well, and you don't want to get in the wrong impression either. I mean, you look at a guy like Johnny, I mean, I know him as well, and I'm like, this kid works his ass off, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. from the day, the minute that he gets there to the minute that he leaves. And I, I think for the most part too, like everybody that works with you guys, like you guys all have very interesting character dynamics with one another, but one constant I see is that everybody for the most part most part takes accountability for their own shit like mm-hmm. if they mess something up like that's you know that's they they'll, they'll take the fall for it you know yeah. and that and that, that's what it is you know like it's so, so and like he's been someone who's like he's brought people on board like in Jeanette and Abraham both who like kind of started and it's like all right I'm gonna I'm gonna take them under my wing show them what to do yeah kind of help them because when you start it's like you have a million questions you don't want to ask any mm-hmm. of them but like kind of do that you know and same thing with Mark like I'm comfortable enough to where it's like, oh, I've shown Mark enough stuff that like I know if he if it's just like him and Jeanette or him and Abraham or him whoever like he'll show them. He knows enough. He knows enough. He yeah. Hold the fort down. And same thing. Yeah. Like it's like I was talking today with Ray, Johnny's cousin, because yeah. he was he was doing a job he normally doesn't do, and I was like, well, how do you like this? How is this? And he's like, eh, it's good. It's fine. I'm like, there you go. I'm like, it's easy. You know. I'm like, 
it you sometimes got to just learn things like i mm-hmm. didn't learn everything i know how to do there just because i was like oh i want to learn how to do this it's oftentimes because you get thrown into out of it necessity. Yeah. yeah it's like someone's sick you're learning how to pre-treat mm-hmm. or if this person i hear you're gonna print like i remember i learned how to print because uh roderick strong signed to the wwe and there was like a giant order that he needed of shirts and frank was like hey can you come in on the weekend and help me print and i was like i've never printed in my life he's like it's all right you'll learn <laughs> you're gonna learn today buddy you'll learn and it was that you know but it's like even like, even with juan you know juan yeah. same thing like he started as like a printer and we didn't really need the printers at the at the, by that point mm-hmm. like we'd already kind of caught up with the how busy it was and it was just like, all right, well, hey, I'm going to teach you how to do this. I'm going to teach you how to do that. And now he's doing shoes, he's doing shoes now. and he helps like the guys with the t-shirt. So it's just, it's very easy for people, you know, to like learn how to do different things. Yeah. And I see a lot of like people over on your side stink. Yeah. I was going to say like, you know, I'm the head graphic designer. And so like, like, I feel like as I've gotten older, I've, I've less of an ego about this sort of thing, but like. You know, we've had like Lopez, who, who's not working with us anymore, but like he was a great artist. He was just a little like uncomfortable with some stuff, and I tried to help him. And then we had Vinny come over, uh, and the same thing with Julio. You know, friends of the show who you know we've had guests at, as on here. Um, both of them very accomplished artists, um, and as artists, we're all sensitive about your work. Oh, yeah, and 100%. we like to. Here we like to act like we're not sensitive, but there, there's things like Vinny was like a little insecure about, and to this, you know, to maybe even a little bit of more degree, Julio. Um, Julio's a great artist, but like I think there's a part of him that second guesses a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. and so I don't, I don't think he I don't, realizes how good he is. Yeah, and so like I see stuff, and there there are things he needs to work on, and that's that's the same for me. Like he did. Uh, I don't know if I could say what he was working. He was working on a design for a famous a for, famous set of wrestlers. Yes. And I saw very good design, by the way. Great design, beautiful, and like um, the thing with Julio is his text is a, he's a little nervous to do like text, and um, that's where I excel because that's yeah, you know typography is your bread and butter. Yeah, I was I was a sign maker for so many years, so um, but he's like, oh, he's like, oh man, he's like, does my text suck? And I was like, no, it, it doesn't suck. It it could use work. I was like, but like I'll help you because that's what I'm good at. I couldn't have done what you did. Like he did this beautiful digital painting of like five wrestlers on the shirt. And I was like, I, I couldn't have even done that. So like, and, and that's the beautiful thing on like our, our room is there's no ego. Stupid. Michael has a little bit of an ego, but we put it's him in. He's got that fucking Tesla. <laughs> yeah. But like, that's the thing. Like we're all working towards the same goal. I'm not going to turn around and say, Hey, look at, look at this shitty design. Mm. This guy did because you know, it's not shitty one. And then two, um, I want to see him succeed. I want to see Vinny succeed. Um, I want to see Michael succeed. Um, and I think that's... You, you'll see some people here that currently work. I won't say where, but, you know, sometimes you'll see people milking the clock. Sometimes you'll be see, seeing people not putting in their best effort. But those people are kind of like on an island. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're all together. You know, you'll see it, Pro Wrestling Tees, One Hour Tees, and, and the printers in the back and in, and in shipping. And they'll they'll paint themselves into a corner, and you know, and I'm, at, at the end of the day, hard work. Yeah. And I'm pretty yeah. sure, like it's the same with you guys. Where yeah, one hundred. Well, actually, and you know what? I, and I know because I I remember you telling me a story of there being a, a situation of someone being upset with you, and it was like 
and it was one of those things where it's everything is kind of situational totally you know i'm like the way the way i explained it to you was like if that person is upset with you you know forgetting what you're getting now i'm like it just it comes from a place of jealousy mm-hmm. and like if you're making this person feel that way now it's like keep keep at it because if you're you know there's no such thing as like a perfect time right yeah especially with wrestling there's oh 100 percent. that's the biggest thing that i've learned from this is that like some people can just pick it up and it's there and they've got it what they need right there but then there, you know, there's there's smoke and mirrors to it too. Is some people have their strengths and some people have their weaknesses. And like, I remember that situation in particular. Like, it really kind of was like eating at me because for me, it's like, well, fuck. Like, yeah, clearly I haven't been doing this this long. Like, I, of course I feel like I don't deserve this, but it's it's one of those things. And like, I'm glad that I actually had you to talk to about with like the day that it happened because like you know me very well to where like I could say like what I'm feeling and you're not gonna be like, all right, this kid's being an egotistical prick. Right. But I got to, you know, sometimes I need my friends to kind of smack me in the back of the head and be like, dude, you're doing something like clearly you're doing something right. Like just continue to focus on that energy. Don't worry about all the other bullshit and the rest comes, you know, the rest sorts itself out. Yeah. Yeah. And especially with you, you're what, two years, let's say two years now. No, into this? Uh, it'll a be year? it'll be a year next month. Yeah. But with training? Oh, with never? training about a year and a half. Yeah. yeah. Almost two so years. So let's say yeah, two yeah. years, you know, two years, one year of training, one yeah. year of like wrestling. Like I think you're in a pretty good place. I'm yeah. I'm fortunate. You know, I'm very fortunate to be to be where I'm at, you know. Um I I think people think that because I have a good relationship with like with Nick and with Isaiah and with the trainers that like that's going to get me somewhere, but I don't think people realize that in fact that that's probably going to make it harder for me. And I actually like it that way because I never want to be a part of a roster for any other reason besides the fact that like I'm good enough and I should be you there. You belong, you know. And I've and I've I've had conversations with him about that too. I'm like, hey man, like, because you know, obviously they've I, I've earned a couple of opportunities early on. And I, you know, I told him I'm like, thank you very much. I appreciate it. I'm like, I have a lot of work that I need to do to to get better to be a part of this roster because when the time comes, I'm like, you know, I was talking a little bit about like those earlier long term goals, like. One of my biggest goals, if not my biggest goal right now, is I want to become a staple to the freelance roster. And I know that I have to be the I have to be on top of my game. I have to have everything down that I need in order to not just succeed for myself, but I want to be somebody that can help this company grow. And when you're new, like there's not a commodity for us. You know, we have to create that commodity for ourselves. And it's kind of like almost like going on I'm going on like a, a little excursion of the Midwest of, mm-hmm. of all these other places and and trying to you know make as many connections as I can you know make these good impressions put the work in and and get as much knowledge as I can so that when my opportunity comes out there on you know when, when freelance is back in the full swing of things or when the opportunity comes you know they're to, to uh, throw me to the wolves to be like hey like you've been waiting this is the time you know I can't I can't fumble the bag. So, um, and I feel like I kind of have with those first couple of matches that I've had too. And I'm, I'm grateful that I did because I, I don't, I don't know. I don't like things to be easy. I like right. thing when things are harder because you, you learn the true ins and outs of everything. You know, there's also a sense of like the harder something is the like they're easier, to, the easier it is for you to say like, well, I did that. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. handed to me, mm-hmm. you know, like, even Dave, myself, and Dave with this, like, I'm, you guys have built this yourselves. Yeah, and one hundred percent. There, there is a sense, there is a sense of jealousy, and we've heard it from people that like, 
were kind of riding Ryan's coattails. But like to be honest, he doesn't like retweet and yeah, yeah, he doesn't want post. anything to do with the show. Yeah, he doesn't. He's like, if if you assholes can make it to a hundred episodes, then you know I'll yeah. get on. And and I know he said that. And knowing him now, I'm like, I know he was saying that to bullshit you guys. But now that you guys have like brought this to fruition, I mean, you're you're already two thirds of the way there now. Mm-hmm. I, w- I think this will be sixty five or five. Six. Yeah, so sixty five. So, so you're basically two thirds of the way there. Yeah. Now it's like, oh shit, like. No, they're actually doing it. And, you know, like, no matter how far this goes with you, you guys are always, everyone's going to, someone's going to find a reason to talk shit or complain about it. Yeah. But it's like, like you're saying, like, you know that you did this on your own. So, like, who gives a shit? And then- well, the funniest thing was uh, some guy commented on Twitter and said, we know you guys are raking in all that podcasting cash. It's oh, like, I remember that tweet. I mean, to be honest, we're thankful for everyone that supported us and we have made money on shirts, but, like, we've taken that and, like, we, we turn it around. I mean, we've spent more than we've made. I'll put it that way. Yeah, you reinvest. You reinvest into yourselves. Yeah, but like we're not sitting here on on a pile of cash, and you know, Ryan's like, here, have more. No, mm-hmm. no, we're, we're, we're definitely working hard. Yeah, like at we it. use it. You know, like the equipment that we're using now. Like I know people have been podcasting longer than us and don't have like this nice mm-hmm. equipment. Yeah. and it's not even just like it wasn't us. Like, oh, let's just flex on everyone. No, no it's you want to do it. You want to do it right, and it's it's mm-hmm. it's you take you take a little bit of what you've made, like you're saying with those t-shirt sales, those initial shirt sales. You're taking what you're making into that, and you're reinvesting it into making what you guys are putting out there better for everyone. And that's what I feel like a lot of wrestlers need to do more of. Mm-hmm. Is you know, if anytime I make anything off of a shirt or an eight by ten or anything, I'm like, okay, cool. This is going into my fund to save for the next batch of shirts that I mm-hmm. buy, or this is going to be for my next set of gear my or something gear, like yeah. that. Like you have to. It's you know it's it's not this big cash cow that everyone thinks it is yeah. when you get started, and especially I know you guys are going to get more shit for it because of being you know pro wrestling tees. But yeah. it's like I it's I don't know I I laugh whenever I see those things because I know like firsthand I'm like yeah that's not the case, but like all right yeah. these people live in fantasy land. Yeah, you know? and it's very much just it's it's one of those things where again like it comes from a place of jealousy because mm-hmm. and. I'll talk about it. like there's people who have like even tried to copy us and and it's like it very much like pisses me off because I know how much work Dave and I put in how much like how how many long night calls we've had for like mm, a couple hours talking yeah like about I'll uh, like la- last Sunday when we recorded we recorded later than we usually do because we were having tech problems and neither of us neither of us know how to fucking <laughs> work a Zoom live track L8 soundboard. But I just we figured it out, yeah. and even then, it's like, like I like I edited all the shows together, and sometimes for one reason or the other, the audio file won't work. So then I'm fucked, and I'm like, all right, well, let me do what I can because if this file doesn't work, I don't know what we're doing, and I'm gonna have to call Dave, and we're gonna have to figure something out, right. you know. And so there's like a lot of trials and tribulations with it, and like it definitely helps that we have friends who are supportive, you know. Yeah. It definitely helps that. The people that we have interviewed are, you know, like, like I'm very much look up to like John and Way, you know, of, oh, of yeah. post wrestling. And very early on, they're like, whatever we can help, whether it's a retweet or that. And you never want to ask. It's always that you never right. want to ask, you know, but I'm just like, I want like, hey, could. <laughs> but they've been there for us. Yeah, they've and, been there. And we've asked for stuff. Just the other day, like Wei Ting, he was like, "Hey, your, your guys' interview with Andrew Thompson was really good. I liked it." And those are the things, like whether it, whether it's from like a Wei Ting or whether it's from you guys. Like, I love anytime someone says like, "Oh my god, I really love this episode." Like, there's there's a listener of ours. Um, what's his name? I believe he's like Angel. Um, him, no, Anthony. 
Anthony Torres. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anthony Torres always like rocking com- our gear. Yeah, rocking our gear, commenting how much like he likes. He'll be like, "Oh man, I really love when you guys talked about uh, this on this week's episode. You know, I also really love the Ninja Turtles. I also really love you know this movie. And that's the thing because like at the end of the day, it's not like oh Dave, once we get to a hundred, then that's when we become like Joe Rogan level. And I'm sure it's the same <laughs> with you. You know, it's yep. like there's no like once this this will click and everything mm. will the, all the dominoes will fall. No, it's no, just you like, always got to keep putting the work in. Well, and here's the other thing too, and like some of the criticisms maybe we've gotten from people applies to too handsome was the one yeah most often too handsome yeah, too definitely. muscular yeah same yeah. same with you too beautiful but like a lot of that applies in theory to like critical wrestling fans it, it's easy for the person that doesn't do to comment on the people that do mm-hmm. they have no idea like for you like when you say i respect anyone that has the balls to go in the ring take a bump you know, because you know what that takes. You know the mm-hmm. bruises you go home with. You got canvas burn on your elbows and shit. And oh, like, yeah. There's people, oh, this is horrible. And they don't see you setting up a ring. Or they yeah. don't see you helping with merch. And same thing, like, they don't see Birdo smashing his face against, like, the Zoom board. Mm-hmm. And ju- they just assume it's or, easy because they don't Yeah, they don't do. or even with, like, the guests. Like, us going back and forth, like... Yeah. It's been like a month and a half now. I was trying to get someone for like for November, and it's fine, you know. But it's just, it like in theory, you know, it's that you never see a lot of the work. Like you, you're here almost what? Like how many nights? Because there's training Monday through Friday. How yeah. many nights are you here? Um, before quarantine, it was always four. Mm-hmm. Like it was always Monday through Thursday. Uh, once I was able to get into the advanced classes, now we've kind of switched our schedule up. So I still go like at no less than two days a week. Um, this, I mean, we're, we're doing a class this weekend cause there's not tonight. So it'll be four this week. Um, now that I'm working shows, I can't do four days a week, every single week. It's kind of like, and right. especially balancing, like, you know, working out on top of that as well. I have to kind of be, all right, I've got a show coming up this weekend. Maybe just do the two days in the ring, yeah, cool it up. down, rest up. Um, because you know, and some of my matches, I mean, I'm not like my last match with, uh, with one of the other students, Jacob, I mean, like. That kid hits hard. Like, he beat the piss out of me. So the next day, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to enjoy this Sunday off, have a couple of burritos for cheat day. And, like, <laughs> cheat days for me now, I've, like, I've really come to, like, enjoy those. But, um, yeah, consistency is key, definitely. And, I mean, like, especially another thing for, like, with you guys, like, you guys are on time every single Monday. There, I cannot think of a single Monday. You might there was, there, there was one the, episode that was a little late, the Ethan Page one. Yeah, but it was the same thing. Where like I, that was technical issues. The, that wasn't even yeah. your fault. The audio, I was I was bashing my head against the wall. Where I was like, we had such a great interview with Ethan, and I was scared. Like I remember telling he you, he called me. He's like, I don't, I don't think we can salvage this. And we're like, no. And I was just like, oh my god. But even though we got it out like that Wednesday, mm-hmm. which is still fine. But yeah, I mean that's the same thing with us. Like again. The one advice, the one piece of advice that I got from John Pollock was do it and don't stop yep. doing it because it's very. It's, I mean, it's the same with everything. You I know, think Colt told us that too. Colt like, as make well. Sure it comes out every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Colt as well because it's easier to start something. Like think, think about how many times you started a diet and then you missed one day. Yep. And then oh, you know what? And then it turns into forever. Then it turns into <laughs> forever. Exactly. As and, is my case. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very much the same with us, and like it's. Like to me, this is the most fun part of the week where we get to, and like especially now as we get closer to Black Friday, we're like, all right, we're gonna have to bulk up on interviews. Yeah. And like it was, we had this conversation earlier, and I got like really excited, like okay, 
so who can we okay i'm like man i'm like maybe and before it, it was it was a little bit more difficult because we did everything in person and we had a very strong like only do in person mm-hmm. but with the pandemic you we gotta had to switch it up a little bit forced our hands yeah. we had to adapt then it's fine look like it actually opened our options it mm-hmm. opened it up yeah because there's a lot of people were like i don't you you think of someone like like a brody king Right. How many how many times does Ring of Honor come to Chicago? Mm-hmm. Not, Not that much. often. And so, if they do, how many times is he going to want to sit down and do an interview after a, after match, a match? Exactly. But like through you know the internet and like this, we're able to communicate, get together, and do that. But yeah, like I'm, it's it's fun being like, all right, who should we talk to? Who should we bring back? Like last week we had Frank, and it was basically just like me and Stank were like, hey, we should bring Frank back on again. Yeah. You know because. Like at the end of the day, he's my favorite asshole. <laughs> well, like at the end of the, the day, best. I very much enjoy like I, I enjoy, especially like oh hey, let's talk to this wrestler because I think they're a real cool person. You know, like I I love Effie. If it was up to me, if it was up he's to my me, favorite. If he's, it was, I got to give him a quick shout out too. Sorry to interrupt you, but he's helped me out so much since I've started wrestling. Like he's given me so much advice and like has pulled me aside and like taken that time to do that. He's such a good person. He's got such a good mind. Yeah, such a wrestling. good mind for wrestling and even outside of it, just like for life in general. Like, mm-hmm. he's such an easy guy to talk to. That's why, like, we love him so much because, again, I, I've i told you before, I'm like, if if this, if we could do every week just like a round table, it would be us two, cousin Jeremy, and Effie. Yeah. Oh, that would be, you know? Yeah, like, I, I, need, I need that now. You need to manifest <laughs> that now. Oh, dude, we're working on something that, <laughs> that might come to fruition. I'm not going to talk about it. I'll, I'll tell you off mic. But... You know, it's it's like at the end of the day, miming, and I don't know about you, Stank, but like my main goal is like we have a lot of really cool friends. Mm-hmm. We know a lot of really cool people. I want everyone to know them. Yeah. You know, like I want everyone to know how cool like Effie is, but also in the same light, know how like how cool Paul is. You know, like I want everyone in the world to listen to a Kevin Smith episode the very same way that I want everyone to listen to like a Cousin Jeremy episode because it's it's like i i would love it if whenever i look at the analytics it was like a billion downloads and yeah. be like yes you're gonna get that for mark <laughs> yeah for mark Mark's, mark is gonna break he's gonna break numbers well you and mark are the only people that listen so <laughs> but no it's 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 like at the end of the day whether you know like whether we get a million downloads or we get a hundred downloads like as long as to me like we recorded a good episode mm-hmm. and people are like hey i like that that's what matters and i think it might be the same way with like whether people are like oh my god this guy's the next daniel bryan or people are like hey that was a really good match you could probably work on this this or that like you're just happy to be out there doing it. yeah exactly and like obviously i want each one to get better but it's like it's, it's kind of like you're saying like when you stop worrying about all the extra shit with it, that's when you're like hitting your strides. Like I remember we had a conversation a few months back where like you you weren't you're not really like paying attention to the numbers of the shit. Like, do you feel like that was kind of like I mean I feel like each episode has progressed each mo- like one, but do you feel like the, was that like a turning point for you? I think so because definitely at first Dave and I we, were we were kind of obsessed with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'd be like this is your baby, you know? Yeah. It's, it's brand new. Maybe like, like the first. 15 and we're like oh 400 downloads uh yeah we're like we we're like what we're like this this one got like double that why did and but we're not in it to crunch numbers exactly. right in the end yeah and I, I think too with like with interviews like i i know there's podcasts that like i've listened to like i'll like joe rogan for example 
I'm going to always listen to like a Joey Diaz mm-hmm. or like, you know, there's certain people I'm that sure he has on that I have know. to listen to at all yeah. times. Yeah. Like, Yo, he just dropped with Matthew McConaughey. I have to listen to that. Oh, I gotta check that one. But there's also like instances where I'm like, who who's this person? Some astrophysicist? All right, let me listen to it. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, holy shit, that's awesome. Yeah. Like there's this one guy, Forrest Gallant. He like works with wild animals, and I was just like, I don't wanna fucking listen to this. <laughs> and then Nick was like, dude, you gotta check this He's one like, out. this is so awesome. Like you gotta hear him talk. And now like I follow the guy on Instagram. He has like a show on Discovery that like I watch from time to time because it's on Hulu. And it's just that. It's just discovering because like as much as I would like as much as even kind of with Jericho's podcast and Cabana's podcast, like as much as you know the big names, there's also like, hey, here are these people that you mm-hmm. might not know. Right. And like there's so many people that I discovered through the art of wrestling very much in that oh, like yeah. in that manner of just like who who is this guy and i'm like oh my god this person this kevin steen is amazing like i love this guy as a nice segue to that i, I think a lot of people are discovering you yeah not for the best <laughs> reasons my well, mother that- is not happy about that <laughs> and i love it i love it so much <laughs> well it's funny too because like we mention you all the time we, you know what you you well, we did it uh, like before and after your first match. We did, yes, yeah. we did that, and I, you've done fan of the week as well. Mm-hmm. But like I'm checking off these boxes, I've been waiting. I was like, when I got the text <laughs> for this, like it was like you were saying earlier. I'm like, I wasn't. I would never. I was never gonna ask you guys. Like I would always be like, whenever you guys want me or needed me, I'm like, I will be there. But I was like, I'm gonna wait for that day. And I got the text, and I was like. It's time. See, it's, it's funny though too because like you could have, and we would have been like, oh yeah, for sure, yeah. you know, because there's people who have been like, oh hey, when am I going to be on your podcast? And I'm like, you've never <laughs> listened to an episode. Yeah, I'd be like, you're not coming on. Yeah, I'm like, you've never once listened to an episode. Like, what would you like? Well, we had someone from the actual PWT cast that was just like, who wants to hear from any of us? You know, fuck that. And then <laughs> like a <laughs> couple weeks in, he's like. How come you guys haven't asked me to be on? It's like you said, who would want to listen to that? He's like, I still want to be on. Though. <laughs> yeah, and and hey, I get it. Like I always describe the show to people where it's like we're the official podcast of pro wrestling days, but we hardly ever talk wrestling. Right, and maybe that's not everyone's thing. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like talking about strengths and weaknesses. I feel our weaknesses we don't have as big of a reach as we we could have. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's things where it's like it'll happen over time. Like. I, but you're self-aware of that, and that's what yeah. puts you. That's that's what is going to get you so much further with it. Is exactly. like knowing that like Rome isn't built in a day. And but I think our strength is like Dave and I. We have we have such a good rapport with each other, mm-hmm. and like with our guests. That if you don't know, if you don't know who a uh, hot topic Joe is, hell yeah, or who you, know, you know, if you don't know who a hot topic Joe is, or who a war horse is, but you know who Matt Cardona is, so you're listening for Matt Cardona. That maybe you go back and you're like, oh fuck these episodes are really cool mm-hmm. you know like if you're just listening to hear killer cross that you can also go back and be like man this frank guy is that yeah. guy's pretty fucked up but that's funny you know like it's just it's just about discovering people through podcasts because yeah. like i religiously like i know a lot of chicago comedians having never met them i know them strictly through uh again freezing point i would listen to freezing point dan freezing he would talk to all his comedian friends same thing with marty DeRosa. he had his wrestling with depression podcast mm-hmm. where he'd have different people on and there's so many people that i know and like subsequently have met but it was strictly through like 
I don't know who this person is, but I'm going to fucking listen. Yeah. And now I'm like friends with some of these people or like cordial with them online. And like, I, I hope that, I hope that that's what people get out of this. Like I love when I see like you and like Jesse Kohlenberg and Ryan and, you know, and Ryan Mears like all talking and I'm just like, oh, yeah, My boys. it's working, you know, <laughs> they're mixing. Exactly. It's like introducing your work friends to like your school friends, yeah. you know, like it, it's very much that. Um, it's like that Turtles and Power Rangers meme where they're like, where they meet up. That, that That's very much like. How it, fitting is that too for here? Like, yeah. yeah, with our giant Power Rangers shrine over here. Um, so I guess we should probably talk some wrestling, right? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> uh, so when, when does wrestling come into your life? Because I know you, you got to talk about that project that you did for school. Oh, yeah. Because I remember. We can dip our toes into some design talk too. Oh, um, man. Unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, I'm sure my dad won't listen to this because, uh, yeah. But uh, well, your mom listens. To my this mom's thing? my mom's gonna listen to this though, so she'll uh, she's she's not gonna be happy when we talk about the confetti and <laughs> the fact that I don't do design anymore, even though I went to school for it. But um, so after high school, I stopped doing amateur wrestling. Um, I I tore my ACL pretty gnarly. I was twice, and it was just one of those things where I was like, it's time for me to stop. Um. And I needed to find something new to keep me busy. I figured out how to use Photoshop and Illustrator, and in like I think it was in like a marketing class. I just started, you know, making posters and stuff like that. Um, and you know, eventually that led me to the University of Iowa, and I started I started studying graphic design. And one of my buddies was a painter, and he had like just stopped doing like figure paintings and stuff. He was really getting out there with like abstract stuff. Um, you know, trying to make installations. And like, I met such a melting pot of different creative minds in college that it really got me to like, all right, you know what, like, we can do whatever we want now. Now I'm in my senior and junior year, like the projects have more free reign. I'm like, I'm fucking doing everything on wrestling, like everything. And um, so my senior like capstone project, we had to do all the other design students were just doing like six posters, put them out in the hallway. They looked great. Like I I hated being in those design classes because, like, I feel like I was a lot better at coming up with the ideas, but in terms of the execution, mm-hmm. they would murder me, like, tenfold. Like, some of these kids, and I'm like, bro, like, you're one of the most talented illustrators I've seen, and you're just going to make a poster and call it a day. I'm like, they're making us do all this work in school. Half the time, we're doing projects that we don't want to, and I'm sure you've probably had clients where it's like, you like what you're doing, but you know that something that you're going to, you want to do is going to be better, and it's yeah. like, fuck, I got to do what they want me to do. Um, so with that freedom that we had, I'm like, all right, I'm going to grab this by the balls. And me and my buddy were just messing around one day. He's like, dude, what if you did like a Deschamps and instead of like writing your name on a urinal, you put a wrestling ring in an art gallery. And I kind of had like that, like that hits blunt me moment where I was like, dude, like, yeah, why not? That could work. And, you know, we were always, like, playing WWE 2K together, and I had this character, Trevor Outlaw, that I didn't know what the hell it was. This, the name sounded cool. And um, that kind of sparked that idea for me to, like, put this all together. So I designed, like, my own belt. I think I have it in my apartment. I'll, I'll have to show you guys pictures of it. Um, I did these, like, propaganda-styled posters for some wrestlers that I liked. Like, I'm, I'm really big into Shepard Fairey. I'm sure you mm-hmm. know him. Um, and... You know, I, I, I used this gallery space to like have people in. I made like 15 different shirt designs and it was like all one offs. But um, 
I did the show with my buddy and like I was in full gear, but he was in street clothes and like came in and hit me with a chair and like mid promo. It, it was the worst thing I could have done, but um, that gave me the itch to to want to start wrestling. And then when I moved back home, it was the first time that I actually it actually does all come full circle. The first time that I came here, um, I went into the shop and I was just buying a bunch of stuff because I'd never been here before. And uh, one of the kids who was working here uh, was telling me that, oh, there's a show in Logan tonight called Freelance Wrestling. He goes, yeah, they have a school back there too. There's a ring. And I hit up Nick like immediately after he gave me the information. And then I think like three weeks after that, I started training. And like the first time I saw the ring, I was just like, I have to do this. And I never thought I would have done it again. After that art show, I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, I put on some tights and did some shit with my friends. I had creative freedom and I thought I was this cool little punk who, you know, did what I wasn't supposed to do. And it, the fact that it's led me to here, I'm just, it still like blows my mind that starting off as, you know, some dumbass kid who wanted to do some graphic design work and it transitioned to like me wanting to like do this physically. I don't know. It's, it's, it's really weird how the two came together, but, um, it's I don't know I, I actually haven't gotten to talk to anybody about that before either so that's uh that's the first anyone's heard about like well, the show a lot of that too is um you know one of the main themes that we do almost every episode is like if there's something you want to do do it like mm-hmm. you could fail yeah and find out oh I'm shit at this but now you know mm-hmm. I mean how many people have lived their whole lives thinking oh wrestling's cool but but uh, it's, I don't want to go do that. I don't want to take that first step, talk to the wrestling school guy. Yeah. Or even what you did. You, you had a love for wrestling, and you're like, oh, I'll, I'll put on this art installation. And some people would think, oh, that's crazy. People will look at me funny. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's cliche to say it, but, like, the beginning of a journey starts with your very first step, and a lot of people are just afraid to do that. Yeah, and and I think it was, I think with design, it was the creative outlet. Like, I, I like to do a lot with, like um, like, screen printing and stuff as mm-hmm. well. So, like, really... Just like experimenting with different creative ventures was really, I don't think it was like studying graphic design was what got me to where I am. I think it was what I like the actions behind it of like, wor- like again, working with other mediums and mm-hmm. different things like that, that really like pushed those creative juices for me. And it's like you're saying like, you know, I, this might have sucked or some of it might have been okay, but it's that first step mm-hmm. leading into, you know, what's next. So... Well, it's a lot of like just trials and tribulations because, mm-hmm. again, like I'm I'm big Kevin Smith fan. And he always talked about like in making clerks, nobody was just going to show up to you know the quick stop and be like, here you go, here's a film crew with a cast and hundreds of millions of dollars, make a movie. Right. I could guarantee that unless you're like Steven Spielberg or Christopher Nolan right now having done everything you have that nobody's going to show up to your doorstep and be like, here's some money, make us a movie, please. Never, Mm -hmm. you know, very much the same way that if you would have just stayed at home that you're like that WWE would come knocking and be like, Hey, like you want, you want to come down to this fucking warehouse in Florida? (laughs) Like it's just, things don't work that way, you know? And even like, even if you would have like Dave mentioned, like even if you would have tried the graphic design and, and failed, well, it's still something, you know, mm-hmm. it's still something that you have in your back pocket. Like, like Dave, I'm sure you didn't think you were going to be at the sign company forever. Right. No. But, and work, you know, and like having worked there for as long as you did, 
there's so many things that you picked up that once you were ready to close that chapter on your life, like how many of those things were you able to bring over into this situation, into this current stage of your life? Yeah. Well, like the funny thing is, you know, like my ex-girlfriend applied there and like I was fresh out of high school and I was just going to do this job until I got into like UIC's, you know, graphics program. Mm-hmm. And then I just never did. I, I mm-hmm. went in, I was like, oh, okay. I like the practical use. And I was there for like 18 years and like eight of it, I was burnt out. Yeah. And I was just like, I can, I can only do so many garage sale banners or high school reunion signs. Um, But like, I had like a real sense of loyalty and my wife's like, why don't you just leave? And I was like, it's, it'll pay off sometime. And I, I'm a firm believer of that. Like, do what you're supposed to do, mm-hmm. even if it's hard, even if you don't like it at times. Something and, will eventually come from it. Yeah, and then I I stayed in the pocket for long enough where like this opportunity with Pro Wrestling Tees, doing freelance stuff, and I, and then I just, I didn't know who Ryan was, but I reached out and found out and then did some collaboration. But like a lot of people would say, that's an unattainable thing. Like I could have stayed at my job and it, it paid me well. And I could do it in my sleep. Like, I think now, the workload that I have now, I could probably do my job that I was burnt out at, like, with my eyes closed. Oh, yeah. But I was unhappy. I was -hmm. was literally, and I would take it home, and I just have a shit attitude. And I try not to do that around my family, but, like, they could see it. Mm -hmm. And then I come here, and, like like I said, I'm working way more than I ever did. But you're enjoying it But I love it. I love the people I work with. Um I love this site. Like this is this is work. The, doing a podcast. Yeah. Like what a lot of people don't realize is like this stuff just doesn't. Oh, we're we're chatting with our friends and it, it just goes into the cloud. No, we schedule stuff. Mm-hmm. We're sitting down. We talk about it. We do graphics. We stay late. We stay we come late. early. Yeah, and you know, but yeah, it, unless you're putting that effort in, you're never going to get anything extra out. Right. And that's what a lot of people people will grumble about their job. Oh, how come I don't get this? Well, do extra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take that people step. don't people don't stick things out long enough to no. see what the end result's going to be. I feel like in today's day and age, everybody wants to get from point A to point Z without spelling the rest of the damn alphabet. Yeah, and it's and it's one of those things that you need all of those things to get there. Like, I bet you if you didn't stick it out as long as you did where you were, you might not even be in this position where you're at now. And like, yeah, you know, doing all the shit that you didn't want to. Like, think of all the cool projects you're doing now. Like, yeah, all of you guys that work here are my only friends that that do design that genuinely enjoy it like my buddies in college that were so passionate about it like they're all working at at companies where it's like they're doing projects for people that they don't want to Mm -hmm. they're not doing the shit that they want to and by the time that they get off they don't want to spend any of their other free time like working on graphics and stuff like i'm you know i'm 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 sure that you with this like you know like you're 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 making you're you're the head designer you got to do all of that Mm -hmm. and then it's like oh now i've got to do all this stuff for my podcast like i'm sure at first like it kind of sucks but now you're like I'm enjoying everything that I'm doing. So, like, you make time for those things. Well, like, me, to me, like, the beauty of my position now is, like, I'm not actually designing a lot of shirts lately mm-hmm. just because we're doing, like, micro brawlers. We're doing other products that I can't mention. You know, we're, work, we're working on secret stuff for the shop all the time. The beauty of it, though, is, you know, I mentioned Vinny and Julio. Um, they're, they're in a fresher pers- perspective. They're hungrier, I guess. Yeah. And so, like... But being able to see that enthusiasm from someone that's like, oh, I got an opportunity now. Mm-hmm. And then I can say, oh, I've been where you are. I know, you know, there's times where Vinny's like, oh, this is so much work. And, you know, when he first came over to the Pro Wrestling Tees side, I was like, be careful what you wish for, man. Yeah. And he's experienced some of that where he's like, oh, this is long hours. But 
he's much more fulfilled, and it's exciting to see. I mean, you know, Vinny, mm-hmm. that guy's an idea machine. Oh yeah, constantly he's just shooting ideas out, and a lot of them, you know, this this time maybe like a year and a half ago, being in the pro wrestling tease side was like this wall he couldn't break through. Mm-hmm. Ryan was just like, no, he's too valuable to one hour tease. He's doing too many orders. And we were just begging, and we were pushing, and I'll be honest, there was a time where he thought, maybe, I, maybe I'll have to quit. And I was like, don't quit, man. You're so yeah, close. stick with it. Just ride it You're out. You're right there. And he's like, I, he's like, I don't know. I, I don't see myself progressing. And then one day, that wall came down, and now he's he's pretty much running Pro Wrestling Crate. Mm-hmm. And the guy who had so many ideas that he couldn't put anything to, that like he was getting designs rejected, um, he was doing stuff on his free time for AEW, and they were like, no, nah, we don't want any. Now he's got designs for AEW. Yeah, I saw them, and they're and they're great designs too. Yeah, like, and he's gotten better as an artist because of it. And a lot of that's, I was like, please, just, I know it seems like shit now, but like, and same thing with Julio too. Like Julio's a great artist. He does, he's just a lot of he comic did one book of my, work. He did one of my shirts too. Yeah, and he's, people are loving it. So thank you, great. Julio. And the other sweet thing about Julio, you look at him, he he kind of looks like a punk, right? Zero Nicest ego, kid nice Kurt, like he calls me sir all the time yeah like, me too he's like thank yeah. you sir and i'm like I, I when i was you know initially talking to him about what i wanted to do for the shirt he goes sounds good sir and then i'm yeah. like uh i'm like oh like let me pay you he's like oh send me this much i'm like I, i'm yeah. giving you more because your work is worth much more than this and, and that's uh, the sir and i'm like i love you the, like and the thing about, i just want to give him a hug every time the I thing see about him. julio is like artists of his caliber i've talked to and have been so arrogant mm-hmm He's got a humble soul. He just wants to help. Yeah. And, you know, he's kind of experiencing what Vinny experienced. He's hitting some roadblocks with some mm-hmm. designs where they're great, but just because maybe people aren't as familiar with his work, they're just saying no. Yeah. He's starting to get through a lot of that, and it's great to see. Like, So I'm not doing a lot of the designs, but I'm seeing these guys do it, and I could say, I've been there. I can give you some suggestions. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like... Like Berto said, he's he's taking people under his wing. I feel like I'm like the mother hen. I'm like, come on, chickens, let's let's jump out the let's nest. Out, and and out. they're doing it, and that's great. Um, I don't know why we started talking about this. But, well, but I, I love Vinny and Julio. That's we all, and they probably teach you stuff too because with exactly. how much these programs change constantly, mm-hmm. and now it's not just you know Photoshop four, five, and six. They're changing and and doing all of these things annually, and all of these new yeah. programs like. For as much as you have to give them, and like you're helping them grow, mm-hmm. there there's going to be a time where that's going to turn around towards you, and you're going to be like, boom, like. Well, and they're they're always looking at stuff from a fresh perspective mm-hmm. too, because they're they're still trying to climb that mountain. I don't want to say I'm at the top of the mountain, but I'm at the top. You're at the top of the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, I, and for me, I realize there's times where I can be complacent too, mm-hmm. and I think that that goes with wrestling. You'll see a lot of guys that just do the same stuff. Yep. Uh, some people in on the Pro Wrestling Tees website don't update with new merch. You're putting out new merch. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And like, I think you get it. You're like, I got to get my character down. I got to work hard. I got to be humble. I got to put out some merch. And I got to be a great character. Mm-hmm. And But I have guys like you all to help me. Like, that's the thing that's cool about it, too, is like, you might you all might not realize it, but like, all of the, all of the things that I have from you guys, like, whether it be like, hey, what'd you think of this? Oh, this was okay, but like, this is getting a lot better. Like, mm-hmm. those are the things that like are helping me grow. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I, you know, and going back to like the whole thing with design, like, yeah, I can do it, but like, seeing what you guys can do, I'm like, I never want to go to anybody besides you guys for anything that I do going forward because, like, 
if I can grow at this and like, yo, you guys got to see how talented the artists that I have behind this or like, oh, you want to hear this crazy story? You guys got to go listen to my friend's podcast because they have such an array of people on there. And like, like how you were saying with those Joe Rogan episodes where he dices them up between like, you know, the, the, the Joey Diaz's and the ones that are always there. Then you have those new people that you haven't really heard of. And I think that's something very early on too, that you guys have gotten a really good grasp of is like having that blend where you're going to have somebody like Effie on that, like most people that are in the audience are probably going to know who he is to then having somebody that is in the shop that people don't know as much coming on after that or like another one of your friends or like other people from post that, that the rest of the people might not know as well. Like you are expanding your networks by just continuing to grow with what you do and the people that you associate with. I kind of going back to like, you know, always like life isn't always just kind of like what you plan it to be. Mm-hmm. Like if you would have, I remember in my job interview. So when I, I, when I first interviewed here, it was one of those things where it's like, I knew I had the job and Ryan has told me, so Ryan and Karima, cause Karima was the one who interviewed me. She's like subsequently told me like you had the job. We just wanted to make sure you weren't like a fucking weirdo. Which joke jokes on them. Yeah, but uh, you really pulled one over on them. They didn't detect it. Pulled one over, and I remember her like asking me like, um, like what are some of your goals? And I was like, well, I I want to save up some money and make a movie. Since high school, I've been talking about I want to make a movie. I want to make a movie. I've probably been out of high school ten, about ten years, nine years now. Yeah, nine years. And no, I don't know. I don't know how long. T- not quite 10, but we're getting there. Oh, yeah. Almost 10 because I graduated 2011. And uh, I haven't made a movie. I, I went to film school for a bit and that didn't work out. But it was mostly, pre- it was like a lot of personal things going on where it's mm-hmm. like, I just broken up with the love of my life and I didn't want to be in school. You know, like a lot of those things being just very melodramatic on yeah. my end. But like from time to time, like on Facebook memories, like things will pop up with like me and those people that I went to school with and they stuck with it and they graduated. And I look at what they're doing. None of them are making movies. None of them are doing anything. in film. Yeah. It's like they're working at fucking like some frozen yogurt place or something, which there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just like, it's not what they wanted to do. In- exactly. Initially. I'm like, Oh, here I was like very, very much intimidated by mm-hmm. these people. But, like, they didn't even really stick to it, yeah. you know? And, like, I, I feel that, like, now, you know, like, I've I've met so many people that the day, because uh, I'm going to do it. I'm yeah. going to make a movie. You're going to make a fucking movie. The day that, like, I make a movie, it's like, oh, man, if only I knew someone who films. It's like, oh, well, here's this master fucking DP in Dave Yakir, you know, cousin or you guys don't know him, but Dave Yakir, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, oh, I've only I knew someone who's actually directed, though. Oh, here's my buddy Zach Schildwalker and Wes. At- like, I know so many people that could help yeah. me with these things. I have so many of these people who've been like, hey, man, let's do something together. And like, if it wasn't through this, it's like, well, I wouldn't have met these people. So it's very much like I, for a long time, I've felt like hard on myself to like, you got to shit or get off the pot, man. Like. But it's these like weird things that you put in your head, these weird um like I have to do this by this age, I have to do this by this. Yeah. Which like why? You know, like I'm definitely like I look at people that like I went to school with that I graduated with, that I'm like, these people went to college. Like I was I was kinda hard on myself too, because like I I don't know, college just kinda wasn't for me. Yeah, I wish I now that I look at it, I'm like, fuck. 
I wasted. My mom came up to me after one of my shows and she was like, I really wish you started doing this earlier. And I was like, I'm not going to yell at you for this now, but like if I could have gotten away with just not going to fucking school, I would have been so much happier. See, and like that's that's where it's me. Like I see I see these people that I went to college that like one hate their jobs. Mm-hmm. And like I legitimately love my job. Like it upsets me when I see people post like your job doesn't care about you and like don't go to, like just shitting on it because listen, some people have these corporate some people work for like an Amazon. Mm-hmm. And Amazon doesn't care about you. Jeff Bezos doesn't care about you. But like Ryan cares about me. Yeah. Yeah. The people I work with care about me and I get it. I'm I'm in that situation where I have a job where that's you know yeah. oh so it's okay it's not not everyone has it that way but like one i love my job and i look at all these people they hate their jobs mm-hmm. and two i'm making a lot more money than they are and they spent so much more money and again it's like it's two things that i don't take for granted it's like one that like i've worked my ass off to be able to like make the money that i do and yeah. get to do the things that i do like dave and i aren't like in the inner circle of pro wrestling tees based on our good looks no you, know? you guys are you guys are coming in you're putting in the work and like i you know that's i think that's like the whole theme of this episode is like showing up and putting in do that the work, work. putting in the work yeah. do the work but you're gonna make that fucking movie and i think both to both of you guys like it's so punk rock not going to school for it like dude you're you're the head graphic designer for um like this is a big a big company like yeah. even though it's a, a family owned like it's a big company yeah you're doing that without a degree to tell you that like yeah this here's a piece of paper that says what you can do. You said no, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it my way. Well, and you and find that with so many people too. Yeah, and it's gonna be the same for us. you. Like you have again this people. giant tattoo of Kevin Smith I have on my leg. This guy dropped out of film school and said, "I'm just gonna make a movie." Yeah. Like they they like made him an honorary graduate, and he was like, "I I don't want this shit." He's like, "I don't want this. I never graduated." But like Dave, you didn't go to school, and if you tune into TNT every Wednesday. Whose fucking logo do you see? Fucking my logo, exactly. <laughs> I'll uh, stank wrestling. So uh, we've been talking for a while now. So we'll go out with this story, Trevor. We mentioned at the beginning of the show. Yeah, you were recently at the collective, uh, and, and a lot of people may know you now. Yeah, a lot of people oh, may yeah, know yeah. you now. Why don't you explain to us what happened at the collective that people may know you from? Yeah, so I'm now the uh, confetti cannon connoisseur. <laughs> um, so I, you know, it was one of those things that. Uh, I made myself available for help. Now this is the one time that I feel like that bit me in the ass because for the rest of the weekend, um, I got to do a lot of stuff backstage with like helping out with production and um, you know guiding other people of where to be and like helping the structure of everything run. And for me, I was like, this is so cool because I'm not going to be able to wrestle forever. No matter how safe I am in there, no matter how basic my style is, there's going to be a time where it comes to an end, but to see the back end of all the extra work that goes into it, I'm it's like, invaluable. Yeah, that's yeah. that's such invaluable information that I'm like, hell yeah, like anything that I can do, I'm like, I I I know people are gonna were giving me praise for how much I was doing, but I'm like, honestly, like I got more out of it than what I was giving, except for this instance. <laughs> so Frank comes up to me, Frank the clown, Frank the clown, for those who don't know. And, excuse me, he's like, we're in the clusterfuck, Uh, I'm having this big entrance, and of course, I'm thinking from a few weeks ago, where he rides in on one of those, like, what are those cars called, the slingshots? Yeah. At Warrior Wrestling, I'm like, all right, well, Frank's gonna do Frank things, so he, he's like, I've got these confetti cannons, he's like, I haven't used these ones before, but we're both looking at them, and I'm like, both of the ends are like a, like a roll of paper towel, so Mm -hmm. it's, they're hollow, 
And I'm looking at it like, okay, you got to hold it from the metal end because I'm thinking it might get hot. It's going to be unstable and it's pressurized. So if it's going to shoot out, it should shoot out from where the metal is because that's not going to get messed up. I'm worried that, oh shit, I'm probably going to burn my hands during this though, like an idiot. And I'm watching the entire clusterfuck and they're like later in the match. So on top of all of the crazy things that I'm seeing in this match, I'm like, I hear Frank's music hit and I'm at the front. So I'm like, oh shit. Like I've, it's myself, Davey Bang was on the other side and uh, two other students were were higher up. And in the clip, you can see that they're, they looked down as it happened and they just put theirs down. They're like, we're not even going to try to fuck with this. Like uh, Davey's hit his foot and I'm freaking out because... My whole, in my head, I'm like, oh my God, I'm on camera right now. This is somebody else's entrance. I'm fucking, I'm going to fuck this up and this is going to be bad. Like I'm, I'm like sweating bullets and then I'm like, oh wait, make sure to aim it high enough so that you don't hit people and watching it back as I'm trying to do that perfect shot right to the nuts and it finally launches and then just thump right in the crotch. My first thought, holy shit, this is an excruciating amount of pain. This is the worst nut shot I've, this is like, I've, I've gotten kicked in the balls by my friends a lot as a kid. This was the worst, like by far. It's literally an explosion to, to your nut. Yeah. yeah. And my second thought as I'm falling to the ground and writhing pain is, oh fuck, I just buried myself. My wrestling career is over before it even started. So I, I crawl back to the gorilla and I'm just sitting there like biting my nails and you know everybody all the the other promoters are, are sitting back they're like oh are you okay and like you know everybody's laughing about it and i'm normally uh, i'm all always be the ass of the joke i don't care but in this situation i like in this moment i was like i couldn't i was like freaking out because robin like i i know frank and you know you know frank's a prick so screw him right yeah. but rob's one of those guys that I just look at him and his presence commands respect. You know, right. he's been in this business for as long as he has. He's been in the business for 20 years. He is a teacher and he's a parent. So when you put all three of those things together, like that's a guy that like you, not even just out of fear, but like that's a guy that you don't want to let down no right. matter. And especially like he's given, he's taken the time to like watch one of my matches and give me feedback and critiques on like how to become a better wrestler and then go get ready for his match. So I'm like, I owed him for this. And he comes back there and they just start dying of laughter. And they're like laughing at me. And I'm just like, all right, well, you know what? I was going to apologize to him, but like he's laughing in my face about this. So I'm like, I think I'm off the hook. I'm just going to let this ride. My social media starts blowing up. I didn't have my phone, but I went over to one of the students on the other side of the venue who we actually work together at, uh, at our day job. And he goes, dude, did you see this guy get hit in the nuts with a confetti can? And he's like, it's all over Reddit right now. I'm like, yeah, they're purple right now and they're mine. And he just looks at me. He's like, dude, I'm so sorry. I'm like, well, no, it's funny. I'm like, anybody getting hit in the balls, it's hilarious. Like, yeah. I'm I'm not going to have so much of a sense of pride that I'm going to just, like, not go with it. Yeah. You know, like, I, I was seeing things where people are like, you should be embarrassed of yourself. You could have hid behind the mask. And I'm like, why the fuck would I do that? Like, more people are paying attention. I didn't mean to, and like, you know, like I didn't want to do that, but like I created a moment that weekend without even like being in the match. And it was one of those things that like take a lesson from what like my instructors have given me and like from just seeing it in life when like something like that happens, like run with it because lean into it, yeah. lean into it. You know, like I've gotten, I, I, I don't pay attention to the numbers, but I know I've gotten a lot more followers from it. I've gotten to, the opportunity to do a couple of interviews with other people before with with it. Um, 
uh, one promotion wanted to book me for, in a match just because they saw that and they're like oh like you sold that well kid i'm like no that actually hurt but like i would be happy to wrestle for you and like i just a lot of people get offended by things people say on the internet and we live in a world where like you can't do anything you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't and i be like enjoying like laughing at myself i'm gonna be like all right yeah like you know what like i want to show people like fucking run with it like yeah like i'm on bacha mania now like that's but that's kind of cool yeah it's funny i'm like i i my boss my boss at work saw it and she was like can you explain this to me i'm like how much time you got like you you want to talk about what happened this weekend and like i don't know i think it's it's hilarious to me and like i I know my mom's not happy that i'm riding off on this joke of like she's like you're gonna let everybody just laugh at your balls like that and i started dying i'm like think about the sentence you just said she goes all right yeah you're right (laughs) it's kind of funny so in a very similar fashion i i was once notorious for putting on a funny looking costume yeah and again something that most people would have been like you're proud of that for a while i was i was very proud of it and that led to me beating castro yeah in you know because you leaned into it because i leaned into it and you know it just goes to show you it's like you can have two outlooks on life one is you let the little things eat up at you Mm -hmm. you let the little things bother you like that or you know you you roll with the punches and you don't take life so serious because I think we can all agree we know way too many people that take life way too serious. And oh, yeah. Those people are definitely not the first people we're going to invite to a party or, you know, invite on an interview for a podcast because if you if you can't enjoy yourself a little bit, like, people don't want to be around well, you. And, and, like, two things. Like, and I think this is a good rule of thumb, especially with social media. And, again, we were talking about, like, cr- overly critical wrestling fans that don't know what they're talking about. Mm. Like, I always look at it as... If I don't know you personally, I won't take it personally. Like, yeah. Have, oh yeah. That's no my biggest. Idea. That's my biggest one. I'm like, I don't know this asshole. You have like, no cares? idea who I am, and whether you like, if you like me, that's great. That's a, that's a free like. But like, I'm not gonna take any critique from someone that hasn't met me or heard my voice or any of that. Mm-hmm. So that has no bearing. And then two, when you make a mistake like that, like there's some people that just will not admit to a mistake or that. They'll be like, no, I didn't do that, oh, or, or fuck you, get, you know, and they'll get like this really hard attitude, and then that makes people want to make fun of you more. Yeah. When you, when you're not in on your own joke, everyone's like, look at this guy, you know. But like, you've done it well, and and you've embraced it a little bit, and like, being on Bachamania is cool. Yeah, I, I didn't realize, that. and like, I'm not too familiar with with their stuff from prior to that, but like, and then I started watching it. I'm like, oh, this is fucking hilarious. Like, yeah, I need to be watching this more. And then like, it's a big deal. Yeah, I'm like, oh <laughs> shit, like I'm on something that a lot of people see. Like that's that's it. That's crazy to me. Like the fact that like the the this, this this sentence blows my mind. The fact that I left a weekend with zero expectations and just hoping to network to my balls being like a major talking point of the weekend yeah that's pretty fucking funny you you might end up on (laughs) tosh.0 that'd be pretty sweet but yeah i mean some of the best wrestlers on the planet have been on bachamania yeah for much more life-threatening things oh yeah much more you know stupid things that Mm -hmm. they've done or you know john cena talking too much or whatever but like Listen, you could have gotten on there far worse. It wasn't like you ruined someone's Hall of Fame celebration or something. Like yeah, that. I'm, that was like it was Frank the Clown. Yeah, it's Frank the Clown. <laughs> like I'm like you know what, and like and the whole thing is too is like the match was a clusterfuck. So yeah. like 
that to happen so organically Very on brand so on brand like yeah. and and that's something that like you know with with like davy and jacob and august like when we were all together afterwards like we could not stop we got back to our hotel afterwards and david would not stop watching it and just laughing and like to say that i have that moment with my friends now and yeah. like years from now i don't know where wrestling is going to take me i you know hopefully it takes me to you know the top or wherever the hell that's supposed to be but years from now i'm going to have that moment yeah. and just be able to laugh on that with my friends I kind of wish that I didn't take it so well and I had more people that hated on me for it than I got because as an asshole in the ring, like I want I want people I want people to hate me so much that they send me death threats. Yeah. That's how much I want like to see how angry I can make people. I'm, I'm sure your mother's not thrilled about that. Oh either. no, she hates it. She <laughs> hates it. Trevor oftentimes will have people on here and immediately will be like, "Oh, we'll cut it here and we'll bring you back on for a part 2." You're not one of those people. Sorry, but no, yeah, I'm, kidding. Guys, I'm kidding. You guys, no. we went over our, we went over time tonight, brother, brother. We went to business for ourselves. So thank <laughs> no, you, guys. Trevor. I, I love this, and there's still so much that I know we could talk about that we haven't gotten into. But again, you're, you'll be coming back on for a part two. Um, I very much enjoyed this. Like I am only cutting this short now because. We've been talking for a while. I had no idea until I actually looked down at the timer. <laughs> I was wondering. I'm like, oh fuck, we've been we've been going for a while. Yeah, how long we've we actually been talking? Tonight. But you know what? I That's I appreciate you taking time out of your day to come and talk with us because again, like as as big of a fan as you are of us, we are just as equally a big fan of yours because that means the world to me. Like, and it means the world to us because like every episode, no matter. Sometimes it's like oh, I don't know if anyone's gonna know who this is or what. Like doesn't matter because you approach it with like the same enthusiasm that you do it's the highlight of my week man like i'll be honest like working from home kind of blows right now like coming here is my release but like i get done with the, the first morning call where i'm like pretending to be awake and i'm like all right i don't have shit to do for the next two hours i'm about to listen to the podcast <laughs> like even like when i was able to go like i'm on my way to work my commute like you guys have started off every week for me since this has been a thing with like like that's that's what i'm looking forward to and like I, I'm I'm so happy to see like this is you guys continue to grow with it because like like I said like we've been you know like since you guys have started this it was around the same time that I've started wrestling so like we've grown this awesome okay. friendship together while we're both like growing our passions together so yeah. like for me like this is a dream come true you know like I've been I know I've been telling you I'm like I've, oh I can't wait until like the yeah. time comes where I'm finally on here and like I'm so glad that we got to do this because like seeing it get this far to be here i'm like oh wow like look back like it's come so it's come such a long way so like well, thank and, you guys and that's the thing since like the beginning of the show we've always tried we've always kind of like tongue-in-cheek said oh friend of the show friend of the show yeah og friend of the and show you're the og i wore that badge with pride yeah you, you really set it off for us and like it's become a thing that we're kind of known for but you're you're the original so nah. uh trevor where can people find you online oh i guess um Botchamania now, you know, you can find me uh, on there. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, at the Trevor Outlaw. I want to change them both to yours rudely, uh, but some asshole on Twitter who has tweeted 10 times his entire life has it. So if you're listening to this, change your damn username because the real yours rudely wants it. Um, and if you care about me enough to where you want to spend your money on me and buy a t-shirt, you can go to prowrestlingtees.com slash Trevor Outlaw. Uh, if you buy my merch, I would like you to do something stupid with it, whether it be burning it, peeing on it, 
do something and send me a video of it because it's gonna make me laugh. Uh, otherwise, you're a dare. Dar- I, I can't even do my own. Oh man, I let you guys down. Can't even do my own tag. We can lines. edit it. Yeah, we can edit. <laughs> no, 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 it's going. In. Yeah, no, leave it raw. Leave yeah. it raw because at the end of the day, fist to suck holes, courtesy of yours, rudely. All right, I'm out of character now. Back to back to the real shit. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Trevor Outlaw. Thank you guys. Thank you again to Trevor Outlaw for that interview. Um, he actually got a little choked up, like yeah, when he talked about. And it's funny too because it's it's like we mentioned on there. There's people who who've wanted to be on this podcast, but have never listened to an episode or have kind of like not always been the most supportive. You know, so they have to go to resort to like I don't know being on other podcasts to sort of just copy ours, but. Yeah. Um, again, like Trevor would, he was someone who he could have asked, honestly, he probably could have asked like, at, and we would have just said yes. Yeah. Immediately after, you know, cause it was episode zero, he could have asked and probably would have been in that first, uh, group of people, but no, super happy. We got, we got to get him on here. The next person that, um, hopefully we can get on sooner rather than fucking later is Jesse Kohlenberg because Jesse Kohlenberg has also been a huge supporter oh. of ours since day one. This man, every time we, uh, put out a brand new t-shirt he's always buying it he did a really cool thing earlier uh or our last sale where he bought a t-shirt for ev- from everyone who works here at pro wrestling tees including trevor yeah. outlaw which again not a not a thing that he had to do but super cool that he did it um very quickly though speaking of buying t-shirts we had like a, a little flash sale earlier in the week um yeah and we had uh two friends of the show who purchased a t-shirt of ours and i'm of course talking about anthony torres and uh joshua davis both uh both wonderful friends of the show we have yeah we have two brand new stickers one is like the uh the boys variation logo that we have and the other is the uh the classic uh nwo spray parody so we'll be throwing yeah. those in there with their orders and if any of you guys uh maybe some of you guys are gonna wait for for the black friday sale totally okay um those magnets that we made uh, I don't think I ever, I don't know if we ever publicly talked about that, but there was a friend of the show magnets that very we, cool ones, by yeah, the way, very cool ones that we made. People really love those. So might get some of those made for uh black Friday. I don't know. There's a, a design. I haven't talked about it with you yet, uh, but we may need a, we may need to call in some help based on what I want to put together in my, in my head. There's a, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, super excited. Black Friday is right around the corner for us. So <sighs> it's, it's almost that time. Um, but before we get out of here, uh, I wanted to quickly talk about Borat. Uh, oh, <laughs> Borat. Borat 2 dropped. Uh, super, like, the, when the first one dropped, i super fan of it. You know, like, it's been parodied to death. You know, my wife. Uh, my wife. Yeah. yeah. But I love it. Like, it's as stupid, as fucked up, and inappropriate as it is. I love it. Like, you know, Sasha, Sasha Baron Cohen, right? Yeah. Uh, doesn't always hit it out of the park for me. You know, like I wasn't a fan of Bruno. It just felt like, oh, hey, let's do Borat again. But yeah. it, it almost felt a little bit disingenuous, you know? Yeah. Um, but Borat too, like I really liked it. Like there's, there's a very specific scene where the character of Borat is being uh, super anti-Semitic. Like, very anti-Semitic, but I felt that that was the scene that had the most heart to it. Yes. If that makes any sense. Uh, 
yeah, I definitely, I think I definitely prefer the first one more. Um, but that's not, you know, that's not to say the second one's not worth watching. I also very much enjoyed the second one. Uh, how did you feel about it? Well, so like I've been a big Sasha Baron Cohen fan since Ali G. So like I was a big, big, big Ali G fan. Um, and then like when he started showing up in America, I, th- I think he first showed up introducing a Madonna video. And I was like, oh, people are going to start to know who Ali G is. And like almost every character uh, that he does owes service to Ali G. Like he would just come in as like an like an idiot, um, uh, culturally appropriating like white guy. He'd be clueless. And then he would interview politicians and uh, all sorts of celebrities. And he'd just act clueless. And then that became Borat. And at first I was like, God, oh, Borat's just an Ali G ripoff. And so I felt that same way that you did with the Bruno character. But like, I love the first movie after watching it. Um, this one, I don't know. I was starting to get a little bit of fatigue um, with Sasha Baron Cohen. Like he did that show who is America uh, where he was kind of doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. But like the characters were like weird, grotesque versions of like, like Israeli people sometimes. And like, it was just a little on the nose. And then I saw the trailer for this. I was like, Oh man, he's losing it. But I gotta say like, yeah, the, the scene, <laughs> there's a scene where um, he's heartbroken. And so like Borat is very anti-Semitic. So he goes into a synagogue as like a caricature of like a, a Jewish devil. And he's like, kill me now. And, and then he found common ground with uh, some of the ladies in the synagogue. And then um, very much this whole movie was him, him learning how not to be an oblivious idiot. And, um, and also like, I'm a big sucker of like father and daughter storylines being the father of a daughter myself. And it was actually one of, one of the more touching storylines I've seen in a while where he's just like, he's learning that the love for his daughter can overcome all these built in prejudices that he was raised with, you know, regionally. So I thought I was good. There wasn't as much, there wasn't as much of the antics that were in the first Borat. Um, but I think that made for a nicer story. So I, I, I liked it. Yeah. I, I, I very much what there was certain points where much like yourself, I did get fatigued. Yeah. Where, where it's just like, okay, like I, I, I've seen this before. Um, yeah. But again, like just enjoyable, you know, it gets, there's, of course, everyone was, uh, was talking about the, uh, out the Rudy Giuliani bit, which yeah. listen, if you think for a minute, he wasn't trying to have sex with, you know, the, with Borat's daughter, get some help please like yeah. because you're cl- he, he was very handsy uh yeah so we'll we'll describe it because like he he actually t- rudy giuliani actually talked about this in the summer and he described it but he described it very um very differently than what we saw on camera Mm-hmm. So he he said, "Oh, I was doing this interview with this lady, and then Bora came in dressed like some kind of transgender person." And he's like, "I'm just glad that I didn't get fooled, like all these other people." And then you clearly see he was hitting on this girl, touching her, touching her slot. You know, people made a big deal about um, I forgot his name. Fuck, 
Oh, people made a big deal about uh, Keanu Reeves hover handing everyone. Guess what? You shouldn't. You shouldn't be touching women on their torso uninvited. And he was doing that. And then she says, "Oh, c- come, let's have a drink." And she takes his mic out. And then he says, "I was just tucking my pants in." Now I don't know about you, Berto, but I can't. I can't remember the last time I laid flat on a bed and shoved my shirt down to my penis like a like a five year old boy discovering how to put clothes on. That's what Giuliani was doing. Yeah, him saying I was just trying to tuck my shirt in is the same way when like uh, your parents walk in on you. Uh, <laughs> you know, very much. It's like oh, I don't know. I was just I was tucking in my pants like that's not yeah. what it looked like but i mean hey you know whatever it's you know America's mayor <laughs> yeah, pe- people are gonna have their opinions and we can't change it so i'll just say this imagine barack obama doing something like that can you i don't think so <laughs> nope uh but uh enough about like clowns we'll be talking more about <laughs> clowns next yeah. week on our halloween episode uh thank you again to everyone who's listened but unfortunately it uh i'm looking at the clock on the wall right now and it appears that it's uh it's that time of the week where i've run out of things to say and i too have run out of things to say all right guys well uh, for the pwt cast this week i've been scrump this is stank and this is friend of the show kenny omega kenny omega here friend of the show unfortunately we've run out of things to say and so well we must bid you adieu so, until next time at the PWT's cast, goodbye and good night. Bang. Bang.